Welcome in, everybody. <laughs> it's the Mike Rutherford Show Monday here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, The Big X. I've got no idea. So I, I, Trevor just got in here and started flipping out about nothing working. I don't exactly know what the problem was. I don't know why we just didn't have an open. I don't have an answer for everybody about why we're just starting like this. But what a way to start a week. It feels good. Uh, Mike Rutherford Show here. Monday, August 15th. It feels great outside. It feels uh, a little chilly inside. But I brought the sweatshirt today because I was prepared for it. Trevor Kelsey's here. Intern Jenna's here. We're ready to have a fantastic show. No interruptions today. 3 to 6, the normal hours. Uh, we want to hear from you in between then on the Thornton Sex Line. Give us a text at 502-414-1450. Summer Cash Bash. Summer Cash Bash. Summer Cash Bash still going on. we got a couple weeks left of summer, which means you still have a couple of chances left to win $10,000. If you haven't yet become a Refreshing Rewards member, start today. Open the app up. Click on Summer Cash Bash icon, and you'll have a chance to win 10 k these last few weeks of summer. And then at the end of the summer, you'll have a chance to win a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. That's the Thornton's promise. We love their uh, their guarantee. They've been making people rich all, uh, all all summer long. We've got a lot to get to today. Before we do any of that, got to say, I know Trevor's flustered right now. Can you just say hi to the people right now? Just let them know how flustered you are, scale of one to ten, because you look. It looks like about a twelve. I'm I'm borderline right around BBN after Mitch blamed the media, but before <laughs> he said coaches were replaceable. I'm in that little spot right between. Oh, that's not the worst spot to be in, but it's not a good one. No, but but. But I tell you right now, if I don't get this fixed by, by the end of this hour, I will be at at ditch Mitch levels. You'll be at like we don't care if we have coaches or not. Yeah, Mitch level. Hey, coaches are replaceable. They come every day. We're gonna get there. It's gonna be fun. We we, we have that to get to. And I know people like th- there's some people out there listening, both UK and UFL fans, who are like it's a Louisville sports show. What do you do? Look, Rome's burning, and for the first time, we're not the Romans. If it, it, it's been God forbid we enjoy somebody else going through what we've been going through on and off for the last seven years for a second. And the fact that it hasn't been simmering at all and that all the key players just feel hell-bent on dumping gasoline on this already burning fire makes it even more fun. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, we've got, I think, some good, some good, I think, hoops news to get to for the current team, not not 2024, not 2023, not uh, you know 2028. I think we have some good news to get to for this upcoming season. We'll talk about that. It's been a rarity on this show, so we'll get there. Uh, we've got, I don't know if you've ever seen any of this manual high school drama. I, I'm assuming that? I'm assuming just by that look, no. No, I, I didn't hear what you said. Say more. The time. manual high school drama. Manual? No, no, I didn't hear we've manual. Got, we've got Jenna seen it. Jenna, Jenna seen it. Jenna, we'll bring Did Jenna this happen on today? Yes, for the most part. It, okay. It didn't happen today, but the news that I'm talking about has been leaking out today. So. Okay. Well, yeah, but yeah, if I haven't really been on the the news. We'll get there. Today. I've called in some, you know, I, I did some digging here. I talked to my manual high school informants, uh, a.k.a. the Ryan family and some other people, uh, to get to the bottom of the story. So we're, we're going to talk about that a little it's, bit. It's bad? Good? I'm worried. I've got friends I've got friends who teach there, too. It's juicy. It's juicy. juicy. It's been a rough year in the headlines for Tasty. manual. A, pri- a proud institution, a beacon of both academics and athletics in this community. They've had a couple of negative headlines these last few months. And all while living in the shadow of mail. All while living in the shadow of mail. Well done. Um, They've accomplished so much for a little brother. So we'll get there. We've got that going on. Um, Also, we have have to talk about a little bit later. College basketball legend passed away right before the show started. So we'll get there. Pete Carrill of Princeton, uh, one of my favorites of all time. I know Trevor, once again, just learning the news for the first time as we do the show, which is fine. Um, I mean, just keep throwing it on me, man. I, I got nothing working in here. Manuel's got scandals. Look, I'm sorry. The inventor of the Princeton offense and, and one of the best low, one of the low, one of the best teachers of low post offenses. Look, I love Pete Carrill. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But how is some good news to start the show right now that, just, that I just saw? 
Look, you know we love volleyball on the show. We, we got we do. brought Jenna in just for volleyball purposes. But bef- she's even the only be- reason she's here. Even before then, we were driving the volleyball bandwagon last fall. It was one of the first things we did when the Mike Rutherford show happened, which by the way, one year anniversary tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh, big deal. We had Danny Busman Kelly on the show before they played UK. We were telling people, hey, you may not care about volleyball, but this team could win a national title. They're undefeated. Maybe it's time to start paying some attention so you don't look like a bandwagon jumper when they start playing in the NCAA tournament in December. We were driving the ship of, hey, make this deal with Bellarmine so we can play these games at Freedom Hall because you know we need to, we can't play at the Yum Center, but we got to play somewhere. we got to host. We're the number one overall seed, for God's sake. We now know that the Louisville volleyball team, fresh off its first Final Four, will start next season, this coming season, I should say. Number four in the coaches poll, which given what That's you it? lost, given what you lost from last year, I mean, Tori Dilfer was a beast. Anna Stevenson was a beast. Do you know that's Trent Dilfer's daughter? I So, Jenna, I said that 35 times before Trevor realized. And he, like, he's like, is she related to Trent Dilfer? When we find, I was like, yes. <laughs> it's the one thing that I say every time I bring up volleyball. But they're starting she number four. You're saying, but I told her just to, to smile and nod every time you look at her. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, that's all she's doing is not smiling and nodding. That's fine. We can hear her in the background. She couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't stay silent forever. Um, so they are starting the season number four. The good news, I think, given what you lost from last year's team, still realistic national title aspirations this year. Well, it's because they don't rebuild, they reload, right? Damn right. DBK, that's all she does. That's all she does. She's a beast. She came on the show. She's the first coach to come on the microphone. I'm, I'm assuming Nebraska is one of the... the, the Un, 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 unallowed teams in front of us, unearned teams in front of us. I don't know, but we beat them down last year, so on their home floor, so whatever, you know. Who was it that we lost? That was, was it, no, we lost to Wisconsin, Wisconsin in the finals. And the Wisconsin beat Nebraska in the yeah, championship. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, well, they're both wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> they're both scrubs. You've been to Wisconsin and Nebraska. There's nothing there. I know we lost, but <laughs> did Wisconsin lose either one of those like Game of Thrones characters that they had just blocking everything last year, spiking <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, on Brandon like, the Tarth there. We, yeah, <laughs> I need one of those to be gone if we're gonna win a national title this year because they were like the one. <laughs> did, did, did they still have the, yeah, the skyscraper the skyscrapers in Wisconsin? She was unreal. Like the three seven feet women they had. The one they had who had like the. She, one she, of them uh, okay, good. That, that's the one who had like she set her, her like personal record too for kills in that game. Yeah, which fifth was, year, like a twelfth year. She was unbelievable. <laughs> she she single handedly won that game. It was terrible. But anyways, uh, I don't know what I don't. I, all I see is the U of L account tweeting out that they're number four. So I don't have the full coaches poll. But well, well, it, we'll be number one before it's all said and done. That's all that matters, right? When the smoke clears, the dust rises. We will be standing above the breast. There you go. There it is. Uh, Preseason number one, Nebraska. Per usual, it's like uh, to another in line with Jenna's, like what she grew up with. PRP baseball was always number one in every coach's poll every year I played. Didn't matter what happened last year, people were just like, and they're always good. Just put them at number one. I feel like that's Nebraska volleyball. You just assume they're going to be up there. Texas is number two, another program that's always right there at the end. And then Wisconsin, the reigning national champs, they're three, Louisville four, Minnesota five. And Texas there you go. Is who what who like Kentucky upset the year before, wasn't it? I, I know they beat Penn State, right? Yeah, we I, smoked, I we, was, we had the huge upset of Texas. Think, okay, maybe that's what it that's, was. Okay, that might be yeah. what you're thinking. We beat them on the home floor. Texas was really good the year before as well, and they got upset. They're always really good. Okay. Because we, we were the first team to keep them out of the Elite Eight in like 35 years, and we did it on their home floor, which was unreal. That was uh, the, the 2019 season. Was it about Midwestern volleyball just because no one wants to go outside? Man, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> How was your weekend, my friend? Uh, not too bad. Not not too shabby. Not not Didn't accomplish a lot. I'm more intrigued to hear about your romantic weekend, to be honest with you. We had, we had a good weekend. We had a fun um, weekend. 
I believe I don't think I've seen that sweatshirt which matches your hat before. And, and they're two different brands. Either I didn't notice it until I was like leaving. <laughs> they look like they're a combo. They're not supposed to go together at all. Did, did and you, I like put it on. I was like, oh my god, they the exact same pattern. You've yeah. been pulling out that same hat for a while now. That's the same I one I think you wore even at the uh, the Jack Harlow thing. It's because it's the loosest hat I own, and I'm trying to like keep any pressure off my head. Ah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's, that's uh, I've been leaning heavily into this hat because it's too big for me. That's good, but it went. It's nice. You got the combo going. Uh, it was it was it was a pretty lazy weekend. Watched some preseason football. Saw saw your uh, watched a little bit of your Lions and and Falcons. Watched Losing the, on the last second play. Watched the Eagles game. Watched Chris, uh, Zach Wilson's uh, season come to an end against us. It didn't though. He only off for like four weeks. <laughs> yeah, you believe that? I do. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna have feeling he's gonna be out more than that, but it's not gonna matter anyway because he sucks. And that's what they get for late hitting uh, Jalen Hurts on the first drive too. I saw that. Yeah, did you see our coaches? What the bleep, Saylor? What? Uh, it's like a good little karma coming around there. And then I, uh, I've, I've continued my Game of Thrones marathon. I'm up to, uh, I'm, I'm at the, uh, midway through uh, season eight already. I'm almost done with good it. Good God. You are, I mean, you started this like a week and a half ago. I know. <laughs> and then, you know what? I, as I was watching, two things popped to my mind. One, I can't, I've always claimed that the Wire season four might be the best season of television. Game of Thrones season four might give it a run for its money. It's it's good. Those two might be right there neck and neck because I mean you've got Viper versus Mountain, you've got Joffrey di- di- dies, you've got, I mean uh, you've got the Hound and Arya storyline through the, the walking to which is a good one through the forest. I mean th- there's there's a lot to go and of course the Wire has just all you can say is the kids. The kids. That's all you need to say. Yeah, it's the best. Um, so those two, I, I started debating on those two, which ones were better between those. But then also, like, I love when you get in your rant about, you know, how much you hate the end of Game of Thrones. And yeah. every time you do it, you go farther and farther back on how much you hate. Like, you've gotten to the part where you're like, after episode one, it just sucks. No, it's, it's just the last two seasons. But, because, you no, know, you've said season six before, too. Well, I thought there were only seven seasons. Yeah. Now that you've said Season eight. six is, st- is pretty good. I, it starts to go downhill Very with me underrated. with the, I guess, the, the, the finale of season six is when Jon Snow dies, right? No, that's five. Oh, God. He comes back in six. That's when it started. I started to be like, eh. yeah. I still liked season six, but there were parts where I was like, this is still too like, oh my god, they got saved at the last second by this thing. Seven, like, oh. seven is pretty much the seven's where I'm done. Seven is the tyranny can never never have a right decision. Yeah, the entire season seven is basically we're taking all six seasons of him being clever and. And smart and ahead of the curve, and we're just gonna flush well, that all down the it's toilet. It's the last two seasons with every character that's like been good, and like so, like they just like Jon Snow just screws well, up. Except for Arya, Arya's still a bad. Name one good decision Jon Snow makes the entire last two seasons, and then he gets saved at the last second by some Deus Ex Machina, like like just like it, it's it, it's maddening. <laughs> well, I how mean, lazy they get with the right. His bad decisions are kind of again tyranny, because six six, Tyrion, by six the way. has uh, yeah, no, I'm my bad. Who cares? Tyranny. Uh, tyranny. <laughs> Six also has the uh, the end of uh, Bravos and, and Arya, which becomes no one, which is an awesome episode, mm. and has Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, like Battle of the Bastards was awesome. Six Six is where Six is where Seven definitely goes down. I feel like they should have just moved the Winterfield battle from uh, season eight into the end of season seven and just tapped off with that. And season Hall of season eight could be the downfall of of, of Khaleesi. Yeah. Instead of just doing it the last three episodes. Instead, or just like, yeah, the last second, like, hey, <laughs> like, by the way, I'm evil now. Done. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you guys didn't know this. That was where <laughs> that is where they definitely went wrong. Because this is a show that's built on long term storytelling. And they just, they wrapped every I single mean, storyline. They just tried, like, Jamie's like, you know all that stuff? I've, I've been coming to me. But you know what? Still love Cersei. Boom. Done. Dying with her. <laughs> Khaleesi's like, you know what? Can't get over my heritage. Boom. Killing everybody. Well, she did get a little mad when she found out the, the guy she was 
banging with her aunt, with her nephew. Yeah, I mean, and which I, I, that was they're like, one. oh yeah, and who's got a better story than Bran? I'm like, everybody. That's 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 all it takes to be king. That was when I was watching the, the scene last night. For that was the last thing I watched before I went to bed. Just gave away the whole show in five minutes right there. Was the scene when they're in the crypt and he tells her that who he is, and I'm I'm thinking to myself like her first reaction is you have an Iron Throne claim. I'm like that's my first reaction been like yeah. I just I banged my nephew a bunch. <laughs> yes. Vomit. <laughs> I mean, really, the Iron Throne's the first thing you're thinking of. Be a little more worried about some murder. See, she was evil but the whole time. The signs were there. You know, Targaryens, they really they're yeah. not worried about the outside the bloodline. It was a different time. A made up time. <laughs> <Different> t- <laughs> Do you have dragons in The Walking Dead? Who says you can't sleep with a nephew or niece? Sure. Why not? <laughs> well, I'm glad you had that fun. Well, that was pretty much my whole weekend. Good. Oh, I watched League of Their Own again. Nice. I saw it trending and I was like, I want to watch a good League of Their Own, not like a really crappy rip-off TV show version. There you go. So I watched the movie. Well, we've got we also need to figure out how we're going to celebrate tomorrow because it is. I've mentioned this before. I've forgotten that the show anniversary is the same as my actual anniversary. Which reminds me, and which I had not forgotten completely. How was your weekend? How was the Rutherford romantic getaway? It was good. We we had a it was, yeah. a, it was really good. You forget how, like how much you need. I think like even like. 20 hours away from the kids until you're actually doing it, which was wonderful. <laughs> uh, we went to that uh, the the Van Gogh, uh, oh, the, yeah. the immersive thing at the convention center, which was cool. How it was pretty cool. Very cool. Now you did that uh, Saturday. Okay. Friday we didn't do anything. Friday we just like laid low. But, um, but now was it? Do you think you enjoyed it as much in the way you went, or opposed to like John Stewart on Half Baked? I enjoyed it the way I everything's went. better. Oh, we. Yeah, I mean, it might have. Who knows? <laughs> it would have been cool either way. I'll say that. It if, was you, cool. uh, if you if uh, you indulge in the devil's lettuce or not, you'll still enjoy it. It was a. I, I thought it was cool. It's only lettuce, Holly. <laughs> so, <laughs> we did that. We had Mary had enough points, but she had. We stayed at that like I think it's like AC Lou twenty three right there in New Lou, the hotel right there. It's right next to that lava. I like how you used Budigita. points for your romantic getaway. Yeah, I mean free hotel. Why wouldn't you? I agree. How many times were you using a hotel in Louisville? <laughs> so we stayed there. Uh, we went to dinner at Decca, which we just found out like the day before they had announced that they were closing um, next month. They're open. Yeah, Decca was. We went there a few years ago. It's been a, several years since we went there. I, I'll say this: top five patio in Louisville. Decca has. It's awesome. We sat outside. The weather was perfect. Dinner was great. Um, and then we went and got, you know, like I'm, I haven't been able to eat food that I want to eat, but Louisville Cream's right there, which is the best ice cream in Louisville, bar none. That's a shameless plug for them. Love them. Are they on DoorDash? They're not on DoorDash. Yeah. You're, you have to go down to Noodle if you want it. But so we go down there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to feel like crap tomorrow. Who cares? Like I'm, I'm eating some ice cream. It's the anniversary. Go for it. So we we did that. I did feel like crap the next day, which, you know, what are you going to yeah, do? You, you got to deal with it. So we had Little Cream. No gain. We go back up to the hotel room and like the the fireworks from the bats from Slugger Field are like right in our window. Like so like it was like fireworks for the anniversary. Perfect. It was just a, it was a nice little night. That's the only fireworks on the night? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the anniversary, Trevor. Was the show in the room as impressive as the one outside? I don't, you know what I like when you do this? I love, I love it when you get uncomfortable. We had a very nice... <laughs> better than, like, John, the very first very first radio show I ever did with John. After like It was the day like we announced that I was joining the radio show for... Made some sort of, like, intimation of, like, asking about, like, Mary's bedroom prowess. And I was like, I'm very uncomfortable talking about this 45 minutes into announcing that I'm coming on this show for good. Um, it was very strange. So you at least you at least beat that. We waited like a year to get into this, but we had a fun night. It was a oh, it was really good. So we go and the kids both did well, uh, which was I was more nervous about Virginia than John, but they both did very well. Good. In fact, like yesterday, 
we go get Virginia. She, she stayed with. She ended up staying with. I told you, my mom. They're getting ready for school this week. She had, they had a teacher that had COVID, so like she was like, oh, I don't know if I've been exposed. So she stayed with Virginia. Stayed with her. Her cousin was always at her house. And my yeah, sister-in-law. Yeah. So I got to meet at the uh, yeah. The thing, yeah. So they had a sleepover. It was great. She actually didn't want to leave when Mary went and got her. And I put the story up on Instagram. Like she comes back to the house. Like she's already in a bad mood. They end up going to lunch with Mary's family who's in town. And then they go back over to Laura's house because Mary uh, Virginia wants to play more with Audrey. And when Mary's finally like, hey, it's time to go home. She's flipping out. She's throwing a fit. She hasn't taken a nap. She's tired. And Mary's like, you haven't seen Penny in like a day. Penny misses you. And Virginia goes, she does not miss me. And she did not say that because she could not talk. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you kind of got a point. Yeah, so it was, it, was, it was a nice little, we used to be able to use that. You go see Penny. You miss her. But Virginia uh, was not, didn't care. Like, she was all excited. But that was so, fun. So she was okay with sleeping without uh, you all she there. She did well. Yeah. She did well. And that was the first time, like, we've. Obviously, we've we've she slept other places before, but With never there. without us. Yeah. Like never when we haven't like been in the house or at the hotel or at the you know the vacation condo. Like so, this was the first time, and she did well. And John, good. oblivious, he was John, fine. John, yeah, he's, 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 he's fine. My he's, boy, he's, he has no he idea. Killed. Yeah, he's, he's he's good. As long as you don't take him out of the house, he's happy. So we yeah we had all that going on. Then today, right back into the real world. I had I finally had I got did, went to go downtown and do those tests, but they've been canceling on me for like the last month and a half. The treadmill test and then the echocardiogram. Oh, you're, you finally got to do it today? Finally got to do it. First things first. It's only like a month. How long has it been now? They canceled me twice because the insurance is like the last thing. I'm like, I mean, we can't approve this. I guess at least like it's somewhere in the back of your mind, you think if they're canceling on it, they can't be something I have that's really bad. I don't think that, that at all. That or, that, that or they're just that oblivious. That, I don't think the medical. I, mean, I don't think the United States medical community cares if you're about to die. Like, I mean, that's, that's the lesson that I've learned in all this. Is insurance companies do not give two bleeps. I mean, this is something that's serious. You'd think they wouldn't be putting you off for... Like, it's been like over a month, hasn't it? I don't think that's the way it works. I think everything moves at a glacial pace here just because it moves at a glacial pace. Because we our Medicare system, our, our meta-whatever, is just completely effed. And that's... I think anybody who's had a serious problem and has had to go through, you know, needs significant medical help has found that out in some way, shape, or form. But that's the... Uh, so I had to go downtown, <laughs> unless I wanted to wait till October to do this test, finally. So I go downtown. I do... First of all, they have to shave my chest again. It finally like grew back from the last time. They shave it, and then the guy is like, "I've got to back my rear end." There's no way it wasn't that he couldn't have grown out that quick. I mean, yeah, you my, had some stubble maybe, but you weren't. It was all the way back. Okay, my chest hair grows fast. It was like uh, not as fast as it used to back in the day, but like three weeks is enough. Uh, I was back. I was, I was in peak <laughs> taco meat form. Um, so <laughs> he shaves, and then he's like, "I've got this. I have to put this gel on." And it's going to feel like sandpaper. It's going to burn a little bit to like get it all the way to, off. So they, they don't want to admit Why do they call it gel? Exactly. So, <laughs> so my thought is like. Not a clever name. My thought is like it's gel. There's no way like it's going to feel like. And he wasn't lying. The description was apt. Like my whole chest is like red. He's like rubbing it. It feels like he's got a piece of sandpaper just right across my chest. It's awful. But my biggest problem is. That wasn't the biggest problem? No. My biggest problem is they shave. They have to shave the whole thing. They leave the hair around my nipples. Well, that's probably so, a good thing, right? No, I've got no hair besides my nipples around it. It's like it's the most freakish like chest cut of all time. I look absolutely ridiculous. I was like, if you're gonna do that, can you just like go ahead and knock the rest off too? I, I, I look, I look like a, a freak show. It's awful. Well, you don't. You gotta be careful. You don't want. What if you get like a nurse shaving around the nipples? She gets hiccups or something. I don't care. I'd rather have that than the way I look right now. I'm embarrassed. Like, I, there's like nobody around. I'm afraid to take my shirt so off. You're, it's you're, terrible. You're basically walking around with hairy nipples. Basically, yes. <laughs> it's it, it's not a great look. It's not a great look on anybody. It reminds me of uh, I got a terrible haircut. Like the lady didn't understand me one time in high school. I used to always get like the like I'd get like the two or the three on the sides and then just like the, the trimmers on top. Yeah, yeah. 
and she took the the trimmers all the way around, gave me a buzz cut, but like just left my bangs, aka the Fern Creek fade. And at that point, she's like, "Does this look okay?" I was like, "No." I was like, "Just take the bangs off. You just you just like buzzed me and like left me with nothing but like long hair in the front. Just take it off." Like that's how I felt about today. I was like, "Just take it all off." Not that you have a, a regular hair, uh, a chest shaving person, but do you, do you go to the no, before when it was still needed? Were you a regular to the same haircut place? Yes. So you, you had you had just you you were you had a tr- you were, uh, uh, a tradition. You you went to the same place over and over. Same. I did, like, and you, then my my the guy who cut my hair. There's no nice way to say this. Wasn't killed in a car accident where he got decapitated. Uh, it was awful. Like I found that out. I was like a, a 15 year old kid. That was not good news. I was like, wow, geez. you're still 15. Yeah. yeah. And so I go to this other guy who was like the biggest. I I I use this word not hyperbolically at all. Biggest UK fan of all time. Like had like. <laughs> You walk in, it's like he's got the containers of all this UK memorabilia and all this stuff. And I'll never forget, it was my senior year of high school was the year when it was Patino's second year. where We were, we were really good. And we beat UK by like 18, but UK ended up being really good. And both UK and UofL go on these huge win streaks. They get to February. Louisville loses the game to St. Louis, and they end up kind of playing bad. And UK still is just like rolling. Like they, like they, That team could have won a national title. And I get, I'm getting my hair cut by him, and he's like, you know, if they played again— who do you think would win? And I'm like, I'm not, Ed, I'm not giving in to you on this one. I was like, I think Louisville will win. I think it's a bad matchup for UK. And he didn't say anything the rest of the haircut. And I know he did a crappy job on purpose. <laughs> I like dents in my head. It was awful. See, was, that, was, that was that was the guy I went to like through, like when I'd come home from college. And then when I stopped needing a haircut, like shortly after college, uh, I think about Ed. See, I was the same way. I grew, I grew up with the same guy my grandfather took me to when I was a kid. Went to him all the way up until he just got way too old and just, he ended yeah. up passing away. But just just got even too old and retired before, and I think I was in my early teens. Bounced around, finally found a place I've been going to since like 2004. There you go. So I've been going there ever since. The only exception is when I went to went to Western, and you mentioned a bad haircut, which made me think about this. Is so I couldn't like just drive to Louisville to get my haircut, even though I do take way too long between haircuts as is. I probably could have squeezed it in one of the weekends I was there, but I was short on cash, college, couldn't sure. drive home. So there was. Not far where I, was, I lived was a, uh, I guess, part of like the bar, a barber school or something. And you could get your, I mean, it was free if you let a, a student cut your hair. Probably would have rather drove to Louisville and spent the money. Yeah. Like I went there and got, I mean, the worst haircut I've ever had in my life. Like it just, I mean, it was everything short from looking like the, like what's your name and something about Mary with the hair stuck up straight. Like it was, <laughs> it was bad. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Like it was, the fade was like, like three different fades on each side. It was, I mean, I'm just like, I hope this person did not pass the class. Like I just didn't know. I walked away like, like this, if this person gets a degree, this is just, just not even worth going to. I mean, it's just a buy my degree university. It's actually just the <laughs> longest haircut story ever. <laughs> mine or yours? Yours. My, yours was longer than mine. I didn't have a haircut story. Oh, well, you, you just sort of <laughs> um, have longer hair. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> I just started cutting my own like 10 years ago and have not needed anybody else since. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. I don't have outro music right now. I don't have the internet. You're so bitter. I, mean, I was I, trying to distract you. I'm trying to make you happy. I mean, but I got, to, I got the distraction went away when I realized, hey, we're about to go to break here. And I can't. I still can't get it. It's not even letting me on the internet. Let's take some text really quickly before we go to break. And then we'll... Uh, I tell you what, I want to dive into the manual stuff first. Are we going to sing as we go to break? We can. <laughs> Texas, it's Monday. We're live on the air. F yeah, intern Jenna quote. 
<laughs> she hasn't got to the F-bomb yet. Text says, I listened to the podcast, so hopefully this text isn't interrupting the sports talk and is interrupting Trevor. Is interrupting Trevor. <laughs> How fitting is it that college football video game is set to be released the same year as our 2023 oh. class being freshman in the game? You can't convince me Pierce didn't have something to do with this. I, is Pierce Clarkson responsible for EA Sports bringing the college football game back? I mean, it, sure. this completely makes up for losing the entire Lamar era in, college, in, in, in the college football video game days. Does it, though? Well, hopefully it will. Texas, the only thing that can make Trevor's day worse is Jenna dropping an S-bomb live on the show. <laughs> you're, you're still loved for being a cursor. <laughs> Texas, during that Final Four matchup, I thought Wisconsin only had one six-foot-eight person. I slowly figured out that they had two, and when I found out they had three, I threw a remote. I mean, I just... They just kept coming at you. you I mean, I mean, what's their women's basketball team look like? Get some of those guys on the men's team. <laughs> yeah, put them on the big rally. <laughs> Greg Gard needs some help. <laughs> I swear one of those ladies was Frank uh, Kaminsky. I, I could have swore it was him. It's like he's doing anything in the NBA. Texas, you guys have to admit the Hard Home episode in Season 5 is the best of Game of Thrones. It's a great episode. For I, sure. I'm, see, it's also weird for me, I thought just before, like remembering the episodes completely because every time I've watched Game of Thrones, and this is why I kind of got mixed up on the seasons till now while it's fresh in my mind, is I like binge it, so they all just kind of blend together. Like I sometimes forget. Like I didn't even realize. I forgot how short Season 7 was. Until it flipped right over to season eight last night after like I think it's only seven episodes. Yeah, it's where most of, most of them are ten. Yeah, it needed to be like twenty five. <laughs> you ain't about that. Terry says my crackhead best friend has an ex girlfriend. He turned into a lesbian that works at Decca. FYI, but you're right, great patio. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> the food was great. The patio was lovely. Dude, I love- I mean, we're just going to overlook the, uh, the rest of it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> Top five patio in Louisville. Um, one through five, mine. No. O'Shea's has a great patio on Barstown Road. You think I should know this is a smoker, right? Yes. Can you can you still are you allowed to smoke on the patios? No. Not, Why not? Not on a restaurant patio. But you're outdoors. But people are eating. But you're outdoors. It doesn't matter. You're on restaurant property. People don't want cigarette smoke in the middle of their meal. Well, it's not 1982. It, you're outdoors. It goes. You're not above me. It doesn't not matter. Even as much as you, you like can't to look, smoke at restaurants. As much as you like to look down on me, not, even though it's not required, you, I'm, you're not above me. <laughs> you cannot smoke at restaurants. Well, you should be able if you're outdoors. Well, you can't. I don't know. I don't know how to say. You can't. Oh, I can. You can say it. You just say it. You people can't smoke are, at pe- restaurants. People, people are a bunch of tools. No. <laughs> you cannot. I don't want your cigarette smoke in my food. Well, I don't want your breath in my food. I'm not breathing on you. You're close enough. I can smell you. No, you can't. <laughs> well, if you're clo- if I'm close enough, you can smell me. Then I'm definitely getting my cigarette, your cigarette smoke in my food. Well, then we're both in an impasse, aren't we? No. <laughs> you're bleep out of luck because you're at a restaurant. Oh, and you're more important than I am. Yes, because I'm not smoking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Texas, so secretly, is Cal hoping for Louisville to beat UK in football, and Stoops is pulling for Louisville in basketball, inquiring minds want to know? I think, yeah. We can answer the question a little bit when we talk about more of the UK stuff. I think Cal is actively rooting for Louisville to beat UK in football. <laughs> Everybody in football, he's hoping UK doesn't win, actually win 10 games. Yeah. He wants them to go uh, two, and, 2 and 8. Yeah. What about, I mean, it doesn't matter. Apparently, he's not getting that practice facility regardless, according to Mitch. Well, Mitch this weekend, whew. Yeah, we're gonna like, get, we're gonna get there because it's I mean, it's juicy. He 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 put up that top button and went went to work. Texas says pick of Mike's chest. No, 
It's not yeah. a big <laughs> Texas, whatever, Trevor, Mike is Teen Wolf. We should, you take a picture. We take a picture of both of our chest next to do like a before after. Oh God! There's Mike. You have nipple rings. I do. <laughs> it's not a great look. Now, are you just the chest, or are you all? Because I'm I'm chest to belly. I'm chest to belly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all hairy. I'm I'm the guy that like takes off his shirt and they're like, hey, where? Why don't you take off your shirt? Remember Happy Trails when that was a thing? No. Like when you first got chest hair, like kids had Happy Trails. It was like a big thing. Like it's like that line <laughs> of hair do you get from your your belly up. Don't remember that. Not, it was not. Never no, heard that term. Was not aware of that phrase. Oh, it was a big deal. <laughs> Texas, when the dust rises, is when the champion appears. Trevor should write some episodes of Game of Thrones spinoff. <laughs> when, when the dust rises. I mean, come on. Can I do any worse than season eight? No. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna say this though. The first three episodes are still pretty decent. It just it just drops completely after that. Yeah. Because you've got the nice build up to the whole. Night King battle, even even episode two where they're all reminiscing and having that's the only battle I like in that season. Yeah, like I need more of that. Oh, with the ex- I, I will say this: the exception of this, um, the the sound of music little dragon dance around they do in, in the first episode. I fast forwarded past that even. Yeah, it's annoying when they they're flying around. They're doing the whole new world. That was awful. That was the carpet magic. That was what I knew that any like any (laughs) misplaced hope that I had of season eight being saved. That that's when I was like, okay, it's 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 gonna be terrible. My worst fears are going to be realized. That that and as much as I love him, how Tormont actually survived the wall falling on him in season seven baffles me. God, the entire wall fell on the man. And he's, he's fine. Like, and, him, and him and the the, the eye patch dude and like one of I think it was uh, I think they were the only two that survived it. Well, he did the hopper thing, you know. He just he moved slightly to the right. He jumped. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Texas Beachmont Barbershop, Trevor. Beachmont. That's I think we did a remote there. Texas fun fact: Satterfield cuts his own lettuce. <laughs> I believe it. Texas, why don't you shave your chest on a regular basis instead of waiting for a nurse to do it? I don't shave my chest. Why would you shave your chest? I did for like a period in like college, like afterwards. Mm. And then I was just like, I don't know. Now, care. do you have the back too or just the chest? I started getting a little back, which is not good. Or but now, if but you get, not, you, you don't notice it unless you're like looking very close. Are you, if you get the back though, are you going to, are you going to let it go or are you just going to let Mary like take it? Cause I know, I'll let it go. I don't care. Cause I know Nick lets his I'm wife, Nick lets his wife shave it like once a week. No, I'm not that. I mean. <laughs> When you get to a certain age and you have kids, you just stop caring. I don't know if I'm going to tell that story about Nick or not. I can't remember. Uh, Who cares? I I could care less. Texas says, uh, intern Patrick could be at the studio in 10 minutes for the manual talk. He actually texted me. He texted me, too. He he really wants to go on the show. I don't want Patrick to incriminate himself. Is it bad? I don't even know what's going on. See, I'm still a mystery I know. We're going to educate you. But Patrick's like, he's an active member of the manual baseball program. I I don't want him to, like, say something that he may wind up regretting, whether it's regardless of what he's saying. Is, I don't it, want to get. We don't need to get Patrick in trouble. It was the baseball team that's in trouble now. They're not in trouble. It's just we'll get there. It's a okay. it's a, it's a juicy story. Okay. Texas, okay. I need a forty year old virgin chest chest waxing live video, Mike. <laughs> I would never do that. I it, could, you know, I suppose that was that was in, that was all like uh, off script. Yeah. They, they, he, he, well, it was in script, but it was like yeah, they, he really did. It. He really let it. Yeah. He had the chest hair, and they were like just. Say whatever comes to your mind. Yeah, it's so That's, good. And when you watch the woman doing it, just her natural reactions of lat trying to hold back. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. It just yeah, the rest of it, it's such a great movie. Best Judd Apto movie ever. Texas says, "Oh, Trevor, why can't I poison people with my vices while they eat?" I mean, they poison me all the time. I have to listen to them eat, watch them eat. Right. It's, I'm outside. If I was indoors, it's one thing. But if you're outside in the fresh air, I can smoke. If you don't like it, suck it. Previously fresh air. 
Uh-huh. I don't like the smoke. I can smell the smoke from three people away, there's, and I'm there's gonna the pretend voice. like it hurts me. There's the voice. Oh, oh no, you shot me in the head. Oh, it hurts. Oh, oh, oh yes, because being away, being near somebody smoking cigarettes is the same as being shot in the head. I mean, killing them. Maybe they deserved it. This <laughs> actually says, I'm going to puke. I'm not sure what part of that conversation it was, wow, but you could have that really been many. doesn't narrow it down. We've gone from <laughs> talking about haircuts, chest shaving, and crackheads turning their girlfriends into to, to, uh, Deca, Deca super servers. Texas Mike, are you bald? Pretty much. Pretty much. Now you got you got the uh, the, the shoe or no, don't you? I got the, yeah, the power alley. I mean, I I, I just saved that back alley. now. Yeah, <laughs> but it was going the day I got married, which again eight year anniversary tomorrow. I like looked at like the front of my hairline and I was like, you guys held on for as long as you could. This is all you you got me here. But you got the this, beard still going. I got the beard still going. Even okay. though you do have the gray in the beard. I do at the bottom of the beard. Yeah. yeah. I got that going. But I was like, you know, all I wanted for these because I I noticed I was losing my hair like in college and it was it was a tough moment for any twenty something to kind of come to terms with. But I was like, you know, just get me married. Just hold on up, hold the line up front for as long as you can. And like I, I thanked those front soldiers for doing their their job. And I'm like, hey, you guys the, can rest easy now. Hold the line. We're good. We tricked her. She's married. She's not going anywhere. And now you can guys recede in peace. Enjoy the rest of your shore lives. And that's where we are. If it makes you feel better, mine's dump on top, gotten thin. It happens. It's it's still I'm still real long around the back, so I can. Yeah, but you're in your 40s. It's supposed to happen then. Yeah, not in my 20s. Yeah, and a lot of I've got several friends who have the uh, have the long beard and shaved head look going. Cause I told the story like my older brothers both went bald very early, but the whole the old myth is it's your grandfather on your mother's side, and so, like that's what determines how much hair you have and if you're going to lose your hair or not. And my brothers are half brothers, and we have same dad, different moms. So when they were losing their hair very early, I was like, you know, my grandpa died with a full head of hair. Like suck it. Like I'm I'm gonna be great. Like these locks are going to stay forever. And then I noticed, and like my dad now has more hair than all three of us. Like still to this day, it's like my dad had good hair. My grandpa had fantastic hair. And still, when I was like 22, I'm like, oh no, it's it's classic horseshoe pattern. Have I'm, you considered? Have look. you ever considered wearing a toupee? No, no, I don't care that much. <laughs> have you ever looked into it? Texas, why don't you shave the nipple rings and let it all grow back the same? I probably will, because I mean, I'll probably have to go to the pool a couple more times. I can't go to the pool like this. It's a horrible look. They'll kick me out. I know this is just a reference I'm gonna get, but there's a, you know, I love the show. My name is Earl. Yes. And there's a flashback where he talks about not taking his shirt off at the pool when he's a kid because as a kid he had hairy nipples. And like, when he takes his shirt off, he's got nothing but a completely bald chest and two nipples that are just covered in hair. And this is how I'm picturing you right now. That's how I feel right now. It's awful. Not that I should be picturing you at all in that way. You, it's okay. But I, I still have like this little, like the, the little patch that like peeks up out of your shirt. Yeah. Like at the very top. What so did I, you skip that? So it's like they only, they only shave the parts where like they had to put the little, you know, the wires in. So you still got the hairy belly too though, right? Yes. So I've got the belly, like the very top and then the nipples and like everything in between is just shaved. It's a, oh, it's a horrible look. I look like I'm just some sort of, I, I look like the crackhead guy who's, who's turning people uh, at DECA to the other team. Like that's this is not a good look for me. It's not a great look for me. It's awful. Um, thank God the anniversary was last weekend. That's all I can say. It's like, I mean, I don't know what to do. I, I, I guess I'm just going to have to shave it all. We're taking it back to 25. 25 again. 25. That thing didn't fill out till 25. Come on. No, I stopped. I think I stopped shaving. Oh, okay. Uh, Texas says we'll get to a few texts before we get a break. Ten minutes later, bald chest with hair around the neck. I mean, I tried to shave. You're not my, wrong. I'm I sorry. shaved mine once for an ex for, for for a girlfriend. Oh, one of the things you do for love, right, Jamie Lannister? 
and I hated it. Like it, the growing back process was so itchy. I mean, Seinfeld did not lie about that. The first couple times you do it, yeah, it's, it's it bad. was horrible. It's like shaving as a kid. The first time you do it on your face, like oh, it, feel, yeah. it comes back and it feels terrible. But then you just it feels okay. Like I shaved, I probably shaved my chest off and on for like during college and a couple years after. Were you in the swim team? No, but I was. You know, was trying to be cool. It wasn't a good look for me. It didn't help much. You weren't cool. <laughs> I was not. Did not help much. Um, I wish you could have, should have called me up, man. I was told you. Just blowing cigarette smoke in my face. And told me to stop. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into actual sports talk. Three forty here. I want to say uh, still no music. Still no music here. So we'll say a big thanks to our friends over at First Bankers Trust. We announced this last week. They've come aboard as a new sponsor. I'm sure they're very proud of this first segment. Uh, but we love First Bankers Trust because uh, they invest in you. You make the first choice in wealth management with First Bankers Trust because they've got you covered with not only investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. If you want to find out about that so much more, go to www.mytcbtbank. Uh, let me say that again. Mytcbtbank backslash wealth management. Uh, or you can just Google search First Bankers Trust. Probably come up Please a lot easier. Please do that. It's a, yeah, not the we, best website. We need to have a talk with them. <laughs> Well, there's a couple First Bankers Trust out there. So if you just Google First Bankers Trust Louisville, that's what I did. I put the link on the website today, on the Twitter, uh, the the show tees, so you can find it there as well. Bookmark it if you want the best financial services here in the city of Louisville. Hit up our friends over at First Bankers Trust. We'll go to break. When we come back, we can dive into this manual story. Also, good positive news on the men's basketball team front. We'll talk about that. More football news. We have more football news. we got a big-time commit over the weekend that we're going yeah. to talk about. I'm sure most people are already familiar with that, but hey. Good news is good news. We'll get to all that good news coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 1450 The Big X. Right to commercial. Just another manic <laughs> Monday. Ooh. Wish it was Sunday. Ooh. Because that's my fun day. Ooh. Wish I would. Monday, 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 Monday. and Monday. we're back on the Mike Rutherford oh, Show. Oh, so good to me. What was the song going to be if we had? It was the car- it was the Carpenters. Monday, Monday was the next song. Was it really? I just guessed it. Yeah, and then uh, it was all Monday songs today. If we can ever figure it out. And I love the. I had uh, had of course um, had that. I think I had a Wilco song in there. Had Come Monday by Jimmy Buffett, obviously. I like the juxtaposition of like this time a year ago. Me being told about the show, like we had the we had that trial run show, and they're like, we have the YouTube cameras ready to go. Have, <laughs> and then like fast forward a year, which I can't believe we've made it a year tomorrow. Knock on wood. I don't know if the chest shaving portion of the show is going to get us kicked off air before our one year anniversary. <laughs> but like we almost made it, and it's us singing our own songs because it's the system's like we, not working. I feel like we've gone backwards in this year. In more ways than one. Like we were like, oh well, yeah, that trial show we did, which I guess would have been today's anniversary for that. No, we did it. It was a trial. It was the week before. We, oh, was we it? We started okay. on a Monday. I remember this vividly because so so my daughter's first week of school was this week, and it was the it was the exact same week a year ago, because the first show that we did on that Monday, I think it was it was Monday the sixteenth. We had this. It was like the parent meeting at my daughter's school was right after. I'd like go straight from here to there. We're skipping it this year because you know we're we're vets at this point. But then like the Tuesday was, um, you meet the teacher, and the Wednesday was the first day of school. So I had like new show anniversary daughter going to school for the first time like all in that same like three-day period it was a lot 
And so here we are a year later. And me. And, and you, you. You got me introduced. Well, we, because we did the, the trial show we, oh, the week before, and I was like, okay, this could go well. And then, like the second week, you're like, I got to go. I'm not going to be here like four days. <laughs> well, we was saying we can't because it was your birthday. Yeah. And uh, I'll be here for your birthday this year, though. Say Saturday, though. Well, yeah, I won't. I won't be with you in like physical form, but yeah. I'll be with you. We'll do the, we'll the show on twenty six. Because I actually have a fantasy, uh, fantasy. My my big fan, my my old school fantasy draft, my long term one with all my buddies that we actually get up, you meet with, and everything. That's on uh, your birthday. Oh, nice. Or my buddy Ryan's house. Uh, are you ready for some good news on the men's basketball front? Uh. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I need I need good news right now because everything's falling apart right now. We do. It's kind of been, and especially with the men's basketball team, it's been. Even Jenna just left. Jenna just walked out. She's done. She she can't take anymore. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? By the way, like I, I sound different in my headphones now than I did. Okay, that's yeah, that's better. Yeah, you sound that's okay. Good. Okay, good. Um, mm-hmm. men's basketball. The only thing that we've had recently has been all these like preseason ACC power rankings that have Louisville like 12, 13th, or 14th. The the latest one, we didn't even talk about it, Heat College Basketball, they follow John Rothstein's footsteps. They've got Louisville 14th out of 15 teams in the ACC going into the next season. This is weird, uncharted territory. And the big thing that people keep talking about is still the guard position. <laughs> How do you not have any more guards? And the, the follow-up question to that, for Louisville fans who've been following this closely for a long time, and we get probably one text about it a day at least, What's up with the Fabio Basili kid, right? Like this, it was supposed to be a done deal a month and a half ago. Where is he? And I just keep saying the same thing that I've been saying, which is when I was, when I was talking to somebody about this, when it was happening, it was, he's ready. He wants to reclassify. He wants to play for U of L this coming season, but transcripts a little messy. We're going to have to try to see if we can get it figured out. And this was like early July. They thought they were going yeah, to get it. has been a while. Yeah, they thought they were going to get it figured out the the second week of July. Clearly, that didn't happen. We've been kind of waiting for a while. We do get the, the first sort of semi-update on this front happens on Saturday. Fabio Basili on his Instagram posts a picture of himself wearing a UofL jersey in the UofL locker room and just says, few more days, then I'm gone. Trainers, get up with me. I got the gym. To me, that's him saying, that I believe it's saying he's going to Louisville in a few more days. He's going to be ready to start working out. He's ready to join the team. That's the message here. Opposed to he's about to leave the team. No, he's not in Louisville. So if he says a few more days then I'm gone, that means he's coming to Louisville. All right, I got my engineer calling me. You're going to have to talk for a second. Okay, that's fine. I'll we, try to pretend like I'm listening. Now, the, the is this him? Is this hopeless, hopeful thinking? Is this wishful thinking? Is Fabio Basile kind of leading us on? Because we've had this happen before where we've had a guy that has been basically committed without being committed, and then it's just a matter of getting him. I mean, DeMar Dorsey comes to mind. I know that was a long, long time ago, but a lot of guys have been like, it's coming. I'll see. The, I'll be in the Ville in a couple weeks, like ready to be in the Ville. And you're like, oh, the transcript hasn't gotten fixed. He doesn't wind up coming. I don't think Fabio Vasili says something like this if he doesn't have the okay from both his high school and U of L. And this is the aftermath of this becomes how big of a deal is this really? Because Fabio Vasili, an unranked prospect from the 2023 class, reclassifying to 2022, where you assume he's jumping a class, he's still probably going to be unranked. He does have a couple of solid scholarship offers. I know we've mentioned this before, but uh, TCU offered him a scholarship. Uh, SMU offered him a scholarship. Those are two not insignificant programs. But is he the caliber of player that we would be recruiting in quote-unquote normal circumstances? Probably not. But can he help us? Of course. We don't have we don't have a backup point guard right now. Our backup point guard is probably whoever's playing the two. Or Hersey Miller, Masterpiece Son, and how good is he? We really have no idea other than the, the, the really small statistics he produced in a six-game span at Tennessee State last year. So having watched a little bit of Basile from 
this summer where he performed well enough that he got on Louisville's radar and I think a couple of other programs radar. He had a, a good summer playing on the, the EYBL circuit. He looks like he's a very good passer. That, that, that's the thing that I'll say right off the bat. I think he's, he passes like a really good point guard. He also, he was listed at 6'3 for a while. There's a picture of him standing right next to Mike James, who's listed at 6'5", 6'6", and he's looks slightly taller than Mike James. So I think he's got to be 6'5", 6'6". That's the type of size that you're looking for in a Kenny Payne point guard. That's all good. I think he handles it very well with his right. I don't think he handles it well enough with his left. That's my biggest criticism in watching him. If you're going to be a true ACC point guard, he does not go to his left very well. And who knows? Maybe this is something he's worked on the last couple of months. Maybe he's markedly better uh, than he was in the highlight videos that have been out there. But that's going to have to improve if he's going to be a guy that we're relying on for quality minutes this year, next year, whenever. The other thing is the the outside shot goes in at a good enough clip. His shooting numbers are good. The release is too long. He kind of has the ball family, the ball brothers, like the low herky-jerky release, which is fine if you're you know, Lonzo Ball and you've got a couple more inches than, than Fabio does, and you're also shooting from like 28 feet. It's not great when you're playing in the ACC and you're 6'5", and you're shooting it from that low. That shot's going to get blocked or it's going to be contested heavily enough that you're not going to be able to make it with enough consistency. I hate messing with a kid's mechanics when they're a decent shooter coming into college, but if he gets here and it becomes apparent very early on that the shot, the form just isn't going to work, you need Nolan Smith or somebody working with him on that. That, that, That's I think it's probably going to have to be altered in some way, shape, or form if he's going to be getting big minutes. But all of that is secondary to the fact that he seems to be a serviceable guard who can at the very least give L. Ellis some breaks. And if, God forbid, something happens to L. Ellis, maybe he's good enough to step up and play point guard. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, maybe you just roll with him. I, I, I don't know. But adding a guard at this juncture late in the summer is still a good thing. I, I think that you know people are ready to roll with the nine that we've got, but if you have the option of adding in a capable ball handler – I think you need to at this point. If for no other reason, then he helps you out in practice. Because I, I don't know what practice is looking like right now. We've got nine scholarship players. You've got to run 10 guys if you're playing 5-on-5. Five five. My assumption is Hersey Miller is that 10th guy who's running with the first or the second team. But we haven't seen those videos. Like like I mentioned it last week. They do this this quick little clip on the UofL social channels of LLs running down the floor and throwing an uncontested lob to Roosevelt Wheeler, which is cool. I like seeing that. I enjoy dunks. I enjoy my point guard leading a fast break, even if there's really no defense. But then they show LLs getting down this defensive stance, and they cut the video off. And I'm like, I want to know who he's guarding. I- I've got to know who the other point guard is. Is it, Are they running ones versus twos? Are they running a mixed, mixed bag? Regardless, I want to know who's handling the ball for the other team. Is it Mike James? Is it Kamari Lance? Is it Hersey Miller? Is it some other walk-on that we're not? Is it Zan Payne? Who the hell knows? Like, we've got to find out who's going to help LLs in this front. And not just, I know e- injury is the easiest route to go to. If LLs gets injured, what do we do? It's kind of like the Malik Cunningham conversation in football. But there are going to be games where... A lot worse than Malik. Malik Cunningham goes down. I know, I know I'm just jumping in here randomly, but if LLs goes down, yeah, I'm sweating. Malik Cunningham goes down, I'm drinking. Well, if LLs goes down, I think you're done. Like, that's... I, I, you, you hurt more, you lose Malik. Than you do LSO. But it's kind of the same conversation. Like, if, if I think both are tanked, but we don't really know what we have behind it. Like, how good is Caleb Johnson on the football front? Is he the guy that you would plug in? And we've got, I mean, there's more unknowns on the basketball side. We don't even know who the backup point guard would be. Like, who would take over that? Would it be Kamari Lands? Would it be JJ Trainer? Is Sidney Curry running point? Uh, like, we, we just have no clue, but you would know that you would be screwed. But 
out, like that's the most extreme case. But there are going to be games where, and this is uh, this is where, like LL's only playing about 20 minutes a game last year, kind of hurts you. He had foul trouble issues when he was in there. He didn't move his feet well. No. He he did what a lot of guys do when they're learning how to play defense at this level, and they've they've made a move up in competition. He just kind of would grab a guy when he went around him, and. Guess what? You can't do that this year. Like, let him go. If you get beat, you get beat. Let him go around you because we can't have you in foul trouble. If L. Ellis gets three fouls, like you know, two minutes into the second half, you need a guy who can come in and, and do the job. And maybe Fabio Basilli is that guy. But having him in the fold, it can't be a bad thing. If he's not as good as we want him to be, then so be it. But you have to at least take a chance if you want this kid here. So hearing that he sounds like he's going to be in town next week and sounds like he's going to be cleared for action next season is. Very good news to me. How many days away from basketball season? Like thirty or something. Well, before? summer, no, not that, not that close, unfortunately. But summer is done. They're they're done with the summer sessions. Yeah. They'll get ready for preseason. Winter's here. I've, I've learned that. Yeah, we're watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> they'll start preseason stuff. Practice will start in late September. Okay. And then they'll have you know a month in October to get ready, and then they'll have the the exhibition games, and then I'm sure I, I assume they're going to do a red white scrimmage. We still don't know when Louisville Live is going to be. We have a lot of details left out there that. That we just don't have right now, but we'll find that all that out in due time. We have more questions than we do answers. That is an understatement. Yeah, we do. But yeah. hey, it's a little bit scary. It's also a little bit exciting. Who knows? You know, this is exciting. We have stuff working now. We're not, well. First of all, I'll let you know that here in a little bit. Okay. Second, we're only 19 days away from football. We are 19 days away from football. We're so close to football, I can't even buy a drink or a pack of cigarettes right now. It feels good. It feels good to be there. But we still have a lot. We have 19 days. You know what that also means, don't you? What? We have just 19 days to get me hypnotized like you promised on the summer. I can't find a hypnotist. I put the, I put the APV out twice now since the, the one guy turned me down. Remember the guy? They're scared. The guy was kind of mean about they it. They are too. scared. The guy they who was know like, I'm going to expose them for the frauds they are. Well, you might because like he was saying you have to be like willing to like at least try. And you would be well, I mean, you would be actively going against this. I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to just do what you tell me? Well, yeah, that's what being hypnotized is. No! It's like saying, like, he'll make you walk across the balance beam, and you're like, no, I'm not standing up. Well, then you're not going to do I it. I mean, I'll walk across, I mean, I'll sit there and let him do his thing. I'm not going to, just let him, I mean, well, he can't, first of all, he can't do it. And I mean, I'm not going to block him. I'm not going to be like, no, I refuse to look at the swinging watch or something. I mean. I think you would. I think you'd be like, close your eyes, and you'd be like, no. I'll close my eyes. See, that, well, that's, that's the point. Like, I think you have to. He says you have to be a willing participant. And he also was like, I'm more interested in the healing properties. I'm not interested in this, but good luck. I was like, okay. Healing thanks. properties? Yeah. What are you going to heal? You, you can, like, they use hypnotherapy to, like, take well, pain away sometimes. What? Hocus pocus is all that is. Jesus, Trevor. Um, <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, uh, out number two, we'll get to the manual baseball stuff. I know people are, are waiting on that. We'll do Ooh, that. I'm learning more and more as you go along. It was first. It was just manual. Yeah. It was manual sports. Now it's manual baseball. No, I said manual baseball. I said because I said Patrick Ryan is a member of the baseball program. I don't want him. Uh, to You did, but himself. I didn't know if that maybe it's the sports in general. I got you. No, it's 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 baseball. We'll get to that. Okay. I think most people listening have seen the, the story that I'm talking about. But if not, we'll. Well, we'll I'm not most people. You're not. You're just, that's another understatement. <laughs> we'll educate Trevor. We'll talk about this. Uh, it should be a uh, a fun time. Fun, maybe not the right word. But we'll get into that. And also, the UK stuff coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford show on a Monday. Thank you. On 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Sing it for me. Oh, da, 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 Monday, Monday. Mama, Papa, you're home. Here come two 
All right, welcome back in. Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminding you guys again, if you need sunglasses this summer, hit up our friends over at Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com, enjoy their world-famous website, pick out a pair, pick out 20 pairs, and when you check out, use the promo code Big X. We love Shady Rays for a number of reasons. We love their replacement uh, policy, which is if something happens to your sunglasses in the first 30 days, no questions asked. They hook you up with a replacement pair. We also love the fact that a portion of every purchase made from Shady Rays uh, goes to feed the hungry in America. ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X. Before we get into this conversation, I have to give a, a special congrats. I don't know if um, if Jenna's seen this or Trevor's seen this, but the the J-Town strike, the 12 and under, uh, Babe Ruth, Cal Ripken squad. I know that, the, I guess, Cal Ripken is the Babe Ruth division for 12 and under. I found out this out this week. One of my best friends, his kid plays for this team. And they've been really good. They've been together for like five years. They go to um, Branson, Missouri. And I knew because we went out a few like months ago and he's like, I just bought it. 11-day hotel stay in Branson, Missouri for like $50,000, but uh, not that much. But they win not just the United States Championship. They win the World Championship. They knock off Mexico on Saturday night. It's like the it's the Babe Ruth equivalent of the Little League World Series. It's very cool. Actually, you know, the games were on Watch Stadium. I streamed a little bit of the game Friday night to watch Ben play, his son. Uh, shout out to Ben Anderson. And then I watched a little bit on Saturday. They're playing this Mexican team that had beaten like all of the international teams by a combined like 80 to 1. And my buddy's like, we're going to get these Mexican monsters are going to just destroy us. And J-Town wins 3-1. to one. They are the Babe Ruth, Cal Ripken Division World Series champions. Very cool. That was J- is my, is my mic on? It's not on. I have it on. I can't hear you. I can't hear me either. Be sure it's, uh, is it, hit the program 2 button above it. Hit the program 2 button above right. it, Jenna. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. There we go. Now I'm on. There, there we go. go. There we go. <laughs> uh, um, this, is J- this is J-Town, Kentucky, not J-Town, Southern Indiana, right? Right, like J-Town... Like, like J-Town Beach. Right here. You say J-Town. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. both J-Town. So sometimes I do get mixed up. Like, I think half these kids go to St. Patrick. Um, I and know that. So this, and this, so this will be the group that will be competing for the Little League World Series the next year, right? No, no, no. no. So it's different. I thought you said they were 12 and under. They are, but Babe Ruth is different than Little League. Basically, like, they're two like competing facts. This was like the equivalent. Like Babe Ruth is an entirely different so organization. I always wondered the difference between yeah. Because you would know this better than I was. Because when I was growing up, I, didn't, I mean, I played... I think I played like one year of regular, like fast pitch uh, baseball, and yeah. then that was like I kind of gave up. I was like, like St. Yeah. Matthews was on the Little League track. Like we played, like our big rival. I played at Linden. Yeah. yeah, Linden was on. I think the Babe Ruth Cal Ripken League. They weren't in Little League, um, so we played. Okay. Like our big rivals was Valley Sports, um, who won that won the Little League World PG. Series. Yeah. Back in O2. Yeah, yeah, like we, we Valley Sports St. Matthews had a fierce rivalry when I was growing up. And I knew St. Matthews so much so that I rooted for Japan when they were playing them in the <laughs> in the Little League World Championship. I was like, I can't do it. Sounds I was like, a little hateful. I can't, I can't root for these like kids. Thing. That's not even like, really? You didn't. You weren't a part of this rivalry. I don't care. It was Still, heated. man. I was going for Japan. It was heated. <laughs> That's just mean. Didn't work out for you. I didn't. Shout out to Aaron I'm Alvey. I'm glad you're, you were wrong. <laughs> but uh, props to the J-Town kids. It was very cool to see them all celebrate. I know that's yeah, those are memories that last a lifetime, Trevor. I mean, shouldn't the like the winner of that compete against the Lulu like for the ultimate prize? Well, they play. T- it's two different. Like, there's no point in explaining this. It's two. Like Babe Ruth plays more like real baseball. Like there's no like you can lead off, you can steal. You can't do that in Little League. You can't oh, steal you can't, I didn't know you play. can do that. Okay. You can't lead off. Like there's no you don't pitch from the stretch. You can pitch from the windup the whole time in Little League. It's just it, which the, would the field smaller. Which one do you league. think's better then? I mean, I, I feel like he just told you which one. I he played. Is I mean, I played uh-huh. Little League until you know through twelve. So. I liked it. I had a great time. But I know some of my friends, they started moving on and playing, quote-unquote, real baseball at 12. But it's just you know, different strokes. Doesn't yeah. matter. There's a better or worse. It's just when John's playing, which one are you going to put him in? Babe Ruth or uh, Little League Wizards? It's I, I hate even thinking about that because now you have, like, kids, like, 
like going behind people's backs for like travel team invites like seven years old like nobody played travel ball when i was growing up to like 13 it was just it was a different world and now it's all so so different but no my sister played all stars for a couple years before travel ball was a thing that's what we did we we played all stars until like i played all star i had two i played two years of all stars my last year of softball my first year of baseball and it was a huge like it was a huge like conspiracy like me and my buddy who played same athletes like we like left to go play on an AAU team and we'd like keep it a secret like I had like dads confronting me at basketball games that winter they're like are you going to play AAU <laughs> and I was like I was like I don't know my dad's like he does like it's not it's his decision not your like they're like fighting about this in front of my dad Why? it was like a, it was a big because that back then like AAU like was not a big deal like, no. it was, okay. and it was a huge deal that me and my buddy who like I played with growing up through little league were like going to leave Sam Matthews. I still remember it, but like it was, it was fine. But like hey, nowadays, everybody plays travel ball. Hey, That's because basketball. everybody plays daddy travel ball. Yeah. That's why it's embarrassing. It Good doesn't mean in. as much anymore. Good lead into what we're going to talk about. Hey, you killed Little League basketball. They did. It it's, did. It, it, did. it really did. It killed it. It sucked. So let's talk about this this manual story because my goodness, this is. There are a number of layers here, but it's. Do, do I need to like? Go smoke a cigarette before this. Do I need to be prepared? What, it's what just do I a need? lot. It's, it is a lot. Okay, because so, I'm taking all this in fresh. Right. Tell me about the helicopter scene. This all comes from Nate Bryan, who's a sports journalist. He, he's got a copy of this, um, of all these letters and all these text messages that have been going around. So the, the, the long and short of it is this. The entire manual baseball staff in July, last month, to my understanding, was, was fired. They, they got let go. And it seems weird because it's very weird manual baseball has been doing very well. Like this past season, they went 23 and 12. And for... Comparison, like when I was playing high school baseball, manual was kind of a joke. Like they were not a good baseball team. Like you just, they were a, a walkover game. Yeah, till the Ryans got there. Till the Ryans got there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Went hand in hand. <laughs> so, in recent years, I think they made it to the region semifinals either this year or two years ago. Like basically, the the coach has been doing a great job. He get the entire staff gets fired, and you're like, that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. So this Nate Bryan has a copy of the letters that the the head coach has sent to Marty Polio, the superintendent of JCPS. Um, Plus, this was all under the table. I mean, I, I think we'd have heard about an entire staff getting wiped out this close to a season, right? At a major high school like Manual. Well, it was it, not close to a season. July thirteenth. You know, season had just really ended in you know June. Okay. So Man, yeah, this is if you're going to make moves, it's here or like early in the early fall. But this is this is interesting. So. Essentially, the head coach is saying he got fired because he wouldn't play the principal's son enough. And it seems like a, yeah. Didn't we have something about this similar? Oh, man. Where someone got in trouble for uh, for not wanting, because he claimed he wanted to play somebody's kid or something. Yeah. This happens happens everywhere. I mean, anybody who played sports growing up knows that there's a case of like, hey, the principals or like this teacher's or this coach's kid or this coach's nephew like he's making varsity or he's playing on varsity when he really shouldn't be like this happens i mean little league coach's son's playing when he shouldn't be mm-hmm. like this is it happens everywhere but the behind the scenes text that this this guy is is uh, putting out there unearthing are it's it's shameless so the principal at manual his name is apparently michael newman he's got a son they don't they don't include the son's name because he's, he's underage yeah. he is a catcher and it was told to me he's either a freshman or a sophomore. But basically, like, there's a senior catcher on the team who's starting, and he's very good. He deserves the starting spot. There's also a freshman who's getting varsity time who apparently is very good as well. And the principal is furious about this. Like, he's letting the – he keeps messaging the coach. He, he's all these text messages about, like, what are you doing? This isn't fair. 
And at one point, this is my favorite part of the entire exchange. For not playing him or just not even let him on the team? For not playing him enough. He is on the team, though. He's on the team. He's. I think he's going in between varsity and JV. It's not okay. Like. He's a and, freshman. That's fine. And he's not. He's like, oh, he's like, he's not even DHing tonight. So at one point in time, like, like the, this is all from the coach's perspective. He's laying out this letter. He's, incu- he's including the transcripts of the text messages, and he's saying basically like, this kid was not as good as the other two catchers we had. Like, there's no metric that that adds up to it. His like batting average was lower. His fielding percentage was lower. He's, you know, he's he just he wasn't as good. And at one point, the 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 principal texts the coach and is like. I understand that his batting average is a little bit lower than the other two guys, but if you take into account uh, <laughs> ROE, which is reached on air, his batting average goes up to about 290, which is close to where they are. Nobody takes into account reached on air. You don't get credit for hitting a, a routine ground as a shortstop that they throw away. You. Didn't even realize that was a stat. <laughs> he's, he's trying like you, like using an acronym does not make it an analytic. Like, like is that a real stat by the way? No, okay. nobody uses reached on air. <laughs> I mean, it's baseball. Reach because the other team screwed up? No. <laughs> you don't get credit for that. Baseball is a sport that loves every little acronym stat you can come up with. Like, sometimes I didn't know. Maybe it was one. I didn't realize it. But it's... <laughs> That's Wouldn't like, that fall under your base on balls, though? No, because it's, it's an error. Like, base okay. on balls, like, you reach because... That's for walks. Yeah, you, and, yeah. you get credit for having a good eye and, and working an account or whatever yeah. and, and, and walking. But if you, like a, if you had a pop-up to second base... And the dude drops it, and you, you should not get credit for that. Like you that don't, doesn't even go on your on base percentage or anything. It goes on your on base percentage. Okay, but it does. You don't get credit for reached on air. Like that's not going. Nobody looks at it. There's no combined batting average with reached on air. <laughs> and first of all, if his reached, if he reached on so many errors, and his BA BA was still only 290. If you counted all those as hits, he still sucks. How many errors is the other team occurring? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like I would never have believed this argument if I hadn't read through all these text messages. And you, again, you can read them. Nate Bryan, it's at Nate in Sports. He's got the whole so the let, nine let me see page if I email. get this in a nutshell right now. The manual manual coach was let go, kind of under the radar, despite the entire staff. The entire staff, not just the coach, the entire staff, despite success. And it, he is now claiming that his dismissal was as a result only because the principal's son wasn't getting enough playing time, and he had, and he's showing clear, clearly the principal not. Intelligent enough, you would think, but it's sending text messages basically proving this this man's point. Yes. So my thing with all of that is that if the principal knows that there's all of that to back up this claim, there's got to be something else going on. Which too. I have talked to a few other people, and there are always that two he's sides. Just ignorant, and he still fired the guy. Right. <laughs> but also, like, I would be interested to see what the AD has yes. to say. There, there are two sides to every story, and I reached out, and there were. A couple people have told me things like, yeah, I heard this happen too, and this happened too. And it may wind up being a case where the coach was justly fired at the end of the day. But this clearly still happened, and this clearly should not have happened. You cannot pressure a coach with your position of power to play your kid. And, yeah. I mean, the text messages go on, like Michael Newman. So I'm confused. You are uh, you are asked to play JV yesterday. Parents get mad, and you put them pull their son from a game, and now he gets to start the last JV game? Let me say it. Yes, I'm pissed. And he's like talk. He's like he's like let's meet and talk with it. We have to talk this through. Like you, you don't get to do this as a principal. And yeah, if you first of all, if you're a principal, I hate to use the 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 common phrase nowadays, but stay in your lane, dude. Yes. I mean, you make that. You have the ability to hire an AD, and in that AD, you're trusting that person to hire your coach. If you have a problem with his hire, you, you have a problem with the AD, and you talk to him, and then you work it from there. But outside of that, yeah, don't be. I see he's not even listed as a DH for the game. Like, what are you 
you doing? I mean, why are you playing Little League Dad over here? As that's someone who probably should have no. I'm not big on the well. You need to fire this person just because a snap judgment, but you might want to have a talk with this principal. He writes him a, a letter like like towards the end of the season with, and they omit the name. With him on JV and only playing DH for varsity, what will the expectation be for him regarding split practices? I mean, he's a freshman. Who gives a belief? I mean, even if he's a freshman or a sophomore, if he's not that, like, he's got two more years. And he's talking about, he, like, has this whole thing where he's like, you're not looking forward to the future of the program. This isn't college where, or like a, a pro league where you're resting your rookie and getting him some valuable reps so he can be good six, seven years down the line. In high school, like, for, the, for the most part, especially at a big school like Manuel, a senior is going to be far more developed and a far more like, better player than any freshman or sophomore who plays the same position. There are exceptions, but those well, players obviously. are not guys who are going to have a 290 average when you include errors tossed in. Well, very rarely are you pulling a freshman up to varsity unless they are exceptionally better than the other kids you have that are upper class. And it sounds oh, wait, like 290 is a good average, though. I mean, that's not bad. Well, it's not great if you're including errors. That's 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 bad. <laughs> I think it's better not bad. It's not great. <laughs> I was peeing. I will say, there, though. <laughs> I think things like that happen more often than you think, though. Oh, they do. Because there were, I've coached before where uh, people were employed at the place I was coached whose children were on the team, and it's stressful. Oh, I can imagine. And oh, I'm I'm young, so it, it's different. Nepotism sports go hand in hand. I mean, it's that's a given. It was just stressful when like somebody's dad's in your face yelling at you, and you're like, you are a teacher here, and I was in your class. <laughs> I'll never forget. So when I was a junior in high school, our head coach at the time had a son who was a freshman. Yeah. And there's no other way to put it. Like, like the kid was not good. Um, like they never are. Was not good. And we all were kind of like watching when freshman trials were happening and going to be like, how is this going to play out? Because right. like all like. Trinity has like, you know, like 80 kids will try out for freshman baseball, at least they were back then. So if you couldn't play, like, you shouldn't be on the team. Like, they, they don't just give out spots because you, right. you tried out and they only have 16 kids. Opposed to Wagner. And I had so PRP takes everybody who tries out for baseball. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Half of them don't play or ever see and even they, the bench. They but... get waited out as, as time goes on. But, like, I had so much respect for that head coach because they – they cut the kid. Like, he didn't make the freshman team. Oh. And, like, looking back, I was like, I mean, it, they had, I'm sure the freshman coach had to have a talk with him and be like, you know. Like, hey, bro, and, I'm sorry. <laughs> and if the head coach wanted to, like, flex and say, like, no, you're taking my son, he probably could have done that. But he didn't. And it, yeah. was the, it was the graceful way to handle it. And this, reading through the emails, reading through the text messages, is anything but graceful. Mm-hmm. And we need so much less. Just stay the hell out of the way. Like, yeah. every parent thinks every kid deserves to be playing more than they probably are or deserves to be batting third, or deserves to be pitching more than they are. Every parent thinks their kid is the best player, and if he was put in a better position to shine or she was put in a better position to shine, they would be shining. At the end of the day, if they can do that, they're going to prove it eventually. Yeah. Time will win out. They'll, it'll happen next year. It'll happen at a different school. It'll happen when they go to college. Back the hell up, especially in yeah. a situation where your kid's like a freshman or a sophomore. He's got two more years. As a senior catcher, if he can beat out the kid who's competing with time with uh, on JV and is the varsity backup, he'll do it. Like, yeah. I just and also when you are in a position of power, you have more of a duty, I think, to you back to be up aware. and 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 say, I'm not going to use this. If we want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation as parent and coach. But we're, I'm not going to. It, it, the whole thing just reeks of just just grossness. Well, I'm like as a coach for me. You don't. I don't need a parent telling me what I should be doing. I'm going to play to win. So if your kids should be playing, they absolutely will be. You're making it worse by coming and talking to me all the time. Yeah. Because I promise you I will sit your kid if you're all up in my grill. I don't have the patience for stuff like that. Hey, I realize Blank is most likely sitting because of his batting average. But 
if you calculate his ROE, parentheses, restart You are air, hung up on that one. It's so exactly. funny. <laughs> which that's is, the, which that's is the not, heard speedball. He's been this angry about something. Which is not calculated into his game-changer batting average. You can just say batting average. He would be batting on part, not par, with some others, dot, 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 290. Plus, he isn't getting the same BP time elsewhere. As such, we have been putting him in lessons, sometimes 7 o'clock a.m. and 9.30 or 10 p.m. to help counter. So he is doing the work to maintain his production for the team. I would greatly appreciate this consideration of subbing his bat out if we are looking at developing from a varsity team down the road. Oh, my God. The biggest no. thing that makes me mad about that, not a, like apart from the fact that he's a principal, is that all you have to do is have your kid be like, hey, what do I need to be working on? Exactly. That's no, all it anything, is. I feel bad for this kid. I feel bad for the kid, too. Right now, this kid is looking Who's at... Who's to say the kid's not like, Dad, text a coach, though? I mean... As a 14-year-old boy... If I'm his teammate and I'm knowing this, I mean, this is wedgie central. I mean, this is... I yes. doubt he tells people about it. Well, I think they know. Because I mean, reading this, my first thought <laughs> reading, and it's, it, it comes off as mean, but like, with all this pressure being applied from like the per- person in a position of power at the school... My first thought was like, how bad is this kid that he's still not? Playing? No, literally. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's on the team at least. He is. Like, I, I mean, is I he dressed varsity? Do I mean, we know? It sounds like he was he was going back and forth between JV and varsity. And but, if you're a freshman, he was you mad because JV. he wasn't starting at catch. Even when he was playing in the lineup as a varsity, he was just DH, not catching. As like, a freshman. Or sophomore. I, I can't remember which one it was. Okay. He's a, he, he's young. He's not yeah. a classman either. Way. And they had a senior catcher who had been playing, been starting for a couple of years, and who was. According to every gotta statistic, be pretty good. According to every statistic that's available, markedly better than this kid. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the other kid who's now, now after this kid and you start playing, I mean, you have to question yourself: Is it because of me or because of my papa? Yeah. That, I mean, the, the, my dad literally replaced his coaching staff to bring a staff in that's going to listen to him. Am I going to play because I'm worthy of it, or am I playing which, because my dad's making them hire a whole new staff that'll listen to him and let me play? And the other thing at the beginning of this letter, the the coach who's been fired, by the way, his name, his name is Matt Timbario. Uh, he states that he was his entire staff was let go in July, and he found out that a week before then, the principal had interviewed reportedly a prior travel baseball coach that his kid had played for. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, there's no job posted, there's no job posting on the JCPS website, so this is a that's illegal to interview. Somebody. Somebody. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, that is illegal. So he he reaches out there. That actually happens a lot though. I'm sure it does. Where they don't post the. The coach goes on to say after that thing about the after he posts the text messages from the, the principal, he says, as noted in Michael Newman's text message, his son was not hitting at quote a great average <laughs> and was below that of his peers playing the catcher position at the varsity level. Furthermore, it should be noted that amongst the players exceeding his performance was a freshman catcher performing at the varsity level and not the junior varsity level it should also be noted that no modern baseball metrics count roe or reaching on air as a positive metric because uh that is based on an opponent's lack of performance rather than the performances of the player such as a hit i mean just it's just great a stuff it's just it's great stuff anyway you slice it unless you're a manual supporter uh in which case i don't know what to tell you this is well it's rough too because imagine if like there is something else going on. Everything that principal did makes it look like what the coach is saying is 100%. It, it absolutely does. Like, I'm that kid. I'm transferring to Seneca. Even if it comes out, yeah. I'm bouncing. Not I, Seneca for baseball. Well, I'm just saying, I'm leaving, man. I, I don't know if I can hand I mean. No. I, go, go to mail. And I'd like to. Yeah, he goes. Go to PRP. <laughs> Take a shot. I was just naming a random school. Maybe he could probably actually get some playing time. That's why I said Seneca or maybe Wagner, but. Uh, <laughs> but Tim's right. If it comes out, let's say that this coach had done something like terrible to a player or done something that was clearly a fireable offense, mm-hmm. and that comes out later, and it looks like his firing is justified, it still is that like this still is not okay. No, and the interview, if he actually did interview somebody before he even finished firing the staff, that's crazy. Cause, cause for punishment. Crazy. Yeah, it's 
And why is he interviewing people? That is the AD's job. I don't understand why the principal's all wrapped up in this. And you make a good point. Like the AD is just—he's doing the Mitch Barnhart thing at the beginning of the Stoops Cal feud, where he's like just sitting on the sidelines, like right. waiting. How to... we waited ninety minutes to get into this? We'll get one. in there. I know. We, I know. We'll get there. We have we have plenty of of. I mean, that's of so sports great. Have another ninety minutes. <laughs> we got plenty of sports department drama to get to today. It's it's a it's it's full three hour us. show. None of it's us, buddy. High five on that one. Come on. It's, Come it's on. Really <laughs> that was the weeniest high five I've ever seen. It was, man. I got baby arms. I can't stretch. Across. That's, that's the type of high five you get from a guy who just shaved his chest. Had it shaved <laughs> or had it shaved for him by See, another man. Jenna, when you're a man that with makes a hair, it even weirder. A man, I, a man you, with a hairy chest a gives a good high five. I give a manly high five. I'm really upset that I didn't meet the Robinsons <laughs> reference and neither of you said anything about it. Anyway. Meet the Robinsons? Meet the Robinsons? Yes. What's that? Who's the Are Rob- you serious? Who's the Robinsons? What's Meet the Robinsons? It's a movie. Like I don't know that movie. Like the the TV show? Oh my, I'm so out of place here. I don't like it. It's a kids movie from 2007. I was graduating college in 2007. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I wasn't allowed to watch that movie in 2007. I would have been. Chris Hansen would have been knocking at my door. And it's really good. (laughs) 27-year-old Trevor watching that just would bring so many questions. Look, my sister just texted me and said, thank you so much. I love that movie. Uh Well, I mean, but you guys are young. We're old. We know. We, We don't get it. You have any other? I mean, you could you could have said anything from 2007 that was a kids movie. I'm not gonna know it. It's like a dinosaur, and he's like, I have a big head and little arms. It's funny because you said I. Have oh, I remember arms. that scene. Oh, oh my. That's that's is that from, is that what that's from? Yes. Okay, I remember that. Big head, little. I'm, that was actually funny. I do remember that. Mm. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know what it was from. Though. Trevor I watched it. Chippendale, and it's fine, but he can't watch Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> well, I, I knew the scene though. That's actually a funny scene. What you're talking about. Texas says, I heard the new hire already cut the principal's kid so he doesn't have to deal with this. That would be my first move. <laughs> if I'm in there, I'm like, you know what? Thank you for the hire, Mr. Newman. Your kid's gone. He's out. Texas says, uh, this kid is on the fast track to be burnt out. Yeah, I mean, this is... Easily. You know, Even if, if you're... And I don't know anything about this kid, but if you're 14, 15, 16, like, you still want to earn your way to playing time. Like, maybe. If you don't, I mean, I guess maybe there's Probably some Probably know he could kids. be some, yeah, some spoiled brat. I mean, I, I'm not one to judge him, but... I, mean, I would have felt terrible if I felt like in high school, especially when, when you're becoming a man, you're getting old enough to kind of understand the way things go. Don't laugh, Jenna. Um, I'm a man. I was, I was a man at 17. <laughs> I would have... If, if I felt like I was starting just because... Like I knew a head coach, or my dad had applied pressure, or something like that. Like I would feel crappy because you, in the back of your mind, you have to know that everybody else on that team feels the same way and knows yeah. what's going on, and it's more pressure. Especially if you're hitting like I don't know, two thirty before errors. Um, <laughs> like because we count. Got to emphasize before error. Roe. I mean, just, just the the gall to use to make it up to use an acronym to try and act like it's an advanced metric. Like he's actually leading the team on. WP W1Ps like watch first pitches like it's not a thing. I swear, I, he's as mad about ROH as I am about not allowed to smoke outdoors. Six says, <laughs> why do they have a DH in high school baseball? Well, they use like at least when I was playing, they don't you, they use DH at, at that level throughout that high school level. You can have a DH like when I was playing, it wasn't like ten batters and like the pitcher hits, but like if you wanted to DH for the pitcher or if you wanted DH for any position, yeah, you most could. of the time PRP DH for the hitter or we, for the pitcher. We usually we almost always DH for the pitcher. I thought it was like a because college is all DH, right? Colleges have DHs. Yeah, yeah, and so and so I mean, but it's DH like 
throughout the league. I mean, right. it's not like, uh, oh, I'm playing the SEC, no DH type thing. Like, you can technically, like, we did it. I always thought it was DH everywhere except for the National League until recently. Well, yeah, it's it, now it is. It's yeah. DH everywhere. But, like, you can't, you don't have to DH for the pitcher. Like, when we had Brennan McKay, oh, he was well, pitching, that's true. Would, yeah, yeah. we sometimes would DH for, like, the catcher or the third yeah. baseman or whatever. Yeah, that's a good Or point, not DH yeah. at all. So that's, I think that's still the rule in high school. Text that I know I failed the test, but if you take into account the TKSYW, Trevor Kelsey says you're wrong, stat, then I obviously made a B. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says that freshman catcher who's going to wind up playing Power 5 ended up transferring through all this. Well, that there you go. I mean, That's you rough. reap what you sow. Yeah. You screwed yourself out of a apparently high-level Division One prospect because the principal couldn't handle the fact that his kid wasn't as good. I don't like to take away the catcher. Patrick's a pitcher. We need, we need the catcher. What We're, did you just say? Patrick's a pitcher. Okay. We can also do it. She has no idea. You know, Patrick. He's, Enter he's Patrick. A, yeah, he's an intern. I'm he just saying baseball. that he was like. So Joey Wagner's kid is Jaden. He's a rising sophomore. Emmanuel in the baseball program. We have all sorts of ends on the baseball program. All the juicy details out there. Texas meet the Robinsons is amazing, guys. Come on now. Is that is that from Jenna or is that Jenna's sister? I didn't text in. I don't think she knows the text line. It's a first time text from somebody. Oh, it's Jenna. I think they've got Fox in their last name. I've texted in there before. I know you have. That's right. Texas the Chippendale movie was surprisingly good. Thank you. He keeps saying. I loved it. It's hilarious. It's a modern-day Roger Rabbit. Texas, all, there's also a baseball connection to Meet the Robinsons. Good guy, come on, guys. Yes! There's also a baseball connection to Meet the Robinsons. Maybe the principal's kid was too tired from these early morning he batting got practices upside the head. to play well in games. <laughs> Mike's uh, will catch on when the kids start watching movies. Yes. Um, Texas also says, Trevor, it's Jeffersonville, Indiana, not Jefferson Town. <laughs> you said just Jeff, though. I said J-Town. He said J-Town. Oh, it is. J-Ville. It is. I've always just called both J-Town, though. Then yeah. people never know what you're talking about. Well, that's, that's not, well there's nothing new to that. Texas, this kid actually <laughs> this kid actually set the state record in CTDM percentage, cry to daddy moments. <laughs> we can't bully him. We don't know if it's him or just the dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to bully. Sometimes we kids don't get enough bullying as it is. Texas, crazy parents affect good coaches. Spineless AD principal doesn't have the coaches back. Again, unless there was something else going on, I agree. I mean, the principal can go over the AD. Yeah, if this is all... I mean, if the principal wants to fire somebody without the AD's permission, he can do it. If, in fact, this is all that was happening, and this is the only reason why the coach was fired and the staff was fired, then absolutely. Because the coach was clearly getting it done on the field. The program was, was making strides, had its best season in, I think, like 10 years last year, and you fire him after that. It doesn't seem to be justified unless there's something that we're not hearing, which you always have to put that out there. I'm amazed this, there isn't some kind of lawsuit as a result of this. Well, again, we'll see how it I was going to say, that's what makes me skeptical about the whole thing. I mean, I don't know what you can really he sue can for. I mean, oh, he might not sue, but I feel like you can, like, uh, what's it called? Like, challenge? It's not challenge, but something like that. Well, that's like, what he's doing with the letter. Like, oh, okay. He, the, the letter's being written to, like, at the end of all the letter to mm-hmm. Marty Polio, he says, I'm asking you to reinstate me as man oh, okay. of high school's baseball okay, coach. Okay, okay. He's wanting his job back. Um, so we'll see, but it, I mean, like, like I said, like I talked to a couple of people who and you got some knew random stuff. dude that replaced him just sitting there. With, well, I don't think they've hired anybody yet. Oh, they haven't hired, they haven't brought, I thought they had to, they've had practices and stuff since then. I mean, they started practicing. Well, no, it's summer. I don't think Manuel does fall ball. Oh, I thought they did, but I could be wrong. I mean, like if you don't have a, you can have somebody running it, but they may not have hired. Like we had, we had weird random guys like do our, run our fall ball and like our summer ball. Okay. Like it was like usually friends of the coach. Like we had a new coach my senior year and like his friends who I mean were, I figured it started schools back in session appeal. I mean you know. appeal is the word I was looking appeal. for gotcha yeah. yep. one of these guys during one of these fall ball games gave me a uh, hit and run sign 
with two strikes and two outs in an inning, and I was like, I want to kill you so bad. They, by the way, did, <laughs> I mean, why is this guy coaching our fall ball? They do have a new coach. They do? He's they, been hired? He was hired from Eastern High School, actually. Okay. There you go. Um, Texas says manual baseball coach should have been fired long ago for out-of-hand locker room and lack of accountability. Probably not for this. So, I mean, if that, and, and you know, the thing is, the problem is if that is the case. It'll come out eventually. And but, it should. But, but this story's already out. But this doesn't help. Regardless whether you tell, well, there was merit for him, probably should have been fired. The fact uh, is, is that it's all in the perception of the public. It's going to look, be looked at as he got fired just for this. And even if it, like, again, even if the firing was justified, this very clearly was not justified. No. The pressure being put on the coach to play your son is it's a terrible and this look. is gonna outweigh everything even else. if him being fired is makes this whole thing okay like if there's justification or whatever but it doesn't change the fact that what the principal did is crappy exactly with this kid texas timbario now is i guess an assistant at eastern so he's moved on to eastern and he uh and so they the eastern coaches coach, but he's an assistant and the head coach is now at, at okay Houston. like i remember and i can't remember his name and somebody listening probably will like, when Ballard was, was rolling, like, late 90s, early 2000s, when I was first getting into high school, the Sowers, they lost in the state championship game a couple of years back-to-back. Back. Spencer Grader, Sauer, yeah. Spencer Grader was a beast, which, by the way, his yep. son is now playing, like, high school baseball. I saw that. Um, a couple was, of kids I played some of these basketball went to, to Ballard to play baseball, too. Right. But, so, their coach, who was killing it, he got fired, I think it was either my sophomore or junior year. And it was because, allegedly, this is what the kids, my friends at Ballard told me, a parent who did not like him because his kid wasn't playing enough out of the coach for letting players drive one another to games which was like a no-no you could drive you're yourself you're not supposed to you're not supposed to i did like, what now i can i can say it now nobody's gonna get fired like i drove like the kids who were like my junior year the kids who were sophomores on varsity like i would drive them to games when the yeah. kid didn't have their license uh but you're not supposed to do that why you, not you like have to rather it's like a liability a safety issue. yeah like and we didn't have a team bus like so like we didn't have like we all like were responsible for getting ourselves yeah, to games. That's private school stuff yeah, we didn't have. I think now they have like a team van or something. But like we didn't have one back then. Um, yeah, me and Jen were like, we were, I'm Wagner, she's PRP. We're like, we don't know what. To hey, don't take me down with Wagner. We're not, we it don't know is what not the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm but so, anyways, Ballard kids, ba- a, a few Ballard kids were driving other kids to games, and they reported that to like, and like this coach who was incredibly successful got fired. That's so dirty. And I knew the the guy that they ended up repl- hiring in place, Greg Gilbert, had been like, I think it was my JV coach during the year before. Um, it was a good guy, but like it still was like it just reeked of. You know, just rich people wanting everything in life and like just kicking and screaming when they don't get their way. And the kid who wasn't playing enough was not good enough to be playing more anyway. It was just, it was a whole thing. One last, I guess, thing with the, the man thing is it brought to my attention. Uh, he actually technically was not fired, his contract was not renewed. Oh, okay. So that does change same, a lot. Of, yeah, so same ish. Well, no, if your contract's not renewed, you can't appeal or sue. You, you're just not re signed. There's no wrongful dismissal i mean he can't really but you're not rehired every year no but if you don't want to resign if they don't want to re- they don't want to sign him to a new contract to stay on this coach then therefore he's just everything that's coming out See, now that's not what he's saying though like in, in his letter he specifically is saying and i guess this would be a semantic i mean this is a because that's a from what from, i heard he got fired his in his in the first paragraph of his line says i am writing this letter regarding my termination yeah. as head baseball coach at dupont manual high school and address what i view as the cause of my termination he uses the word twice so if he's not, if it was just not getting a contract renewed, that is different than being told we're different. letting you yeah. go. I feel like somebody would have told him by the point that he's writing the letter. Though. Maybe, well, he's also probably bitter. Maybe he didn't get his contract. Or maybe he just doesn't it, understand. Yeah. Maybe when they told him, like, we're not renewing your contract or we're not bringing you back, he saw that as being terminated, and that's the language. Which the, the I language can see does, that, actually, if sure. you think about that, yeah. The language does matter, though, from a from a legal 
Which, if that's the case, of then, then this story is him just wanting to burn the building as he's walking out. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think he genuinely, it does come off he as a guy. He actually wants, does want his job back. It, it bears mentioning, too, that this letter was written July 13th. It's just coming Jeez. out now. But this was a month ago. So if he's mm. taking another job at, at Eastern, this is probably all null and void. Like, he's not going to yeah. get that job back, and he probably realizes that at this point. So I don't know if Marty Polio has gotten back to him or if there's been a response from the principal or, or what's happened. But this is it's all just coming out now. But the actual letter was laid out on July 13th. It's surprising that he bebopped right over to Eastern when it's just now, like, being talked about. I don't even think Ma- yeah. could Mar- Marty could even, like, make, you can't make them high. I mean, what the... Well, if under the circumstances of the principal, you know, what he did, it's I don't think that's breaking any technically any rules. They would probably just do I an mean, investigation. There's there's ethics involved, but I don't think that's actually breaking any rules to, to try to push your child to be played more by to the coach. Yeah. I mean I I don't think I, I I could be wrong, but I don't think I mean, again, we're dealing on a that line of between ethics and what's, you know, actually a rule. Yeah. Ethically, no, it's complete utter trash. But, you know, if there's, I don't know if there's a rule saying, you know, you can't, what, why you have to like or dislike a guy. And if the principal doesn't like him because he didn't play his kid, I don't know, I mean, you can't, I mean. I guess it's just me, but I didn't know a principal could fire a coach. I thought it had to be the AD. No, principal's the head of the AD. I mean, I know that yeah. legitimately, but I'm saying I didn't know, I guess because his kid's on the team, that it makes sense that he takes a vested interest. But no. most yeah. principals don't know anything about the coaches that they're Texas cool. says, and now we're getting to the weeds of like high school baseball. Talk. Twenty-three and twelve isn't impressive when it's the Paul Day every day, and you play Brown Central Evangel. <laughs> I mean, they made it to the semifinals of the region. Based on like when I was playing again, going in my day, like Manuel was not getting to. They, they were not winning games in the region. They weren't getting to the, the region because they played in the same district as Mayo and Saint X, and they were always the third team, and they were not very good. So, I think winning twenty-three games is. Is something. It's better than they were when I was in high school too. They beat the sales this year. Look at their schedule. They beat the sales this year. They were competitive against the best teams in the, in the city. Uh, I think he did a good job. Manuel's uh, baseball coach just tweeted something out. Oh, he did. He's tweeting now. Evidently, he got he went a little ham on Twitter. I saw another guy tweeting out, "We're going to control what we control and attempt to get better daily." At the end of the day, this is a that's kids his game. Tweet, yeah. But that's not the same guy. That's yeah, not his name. That's the new coach. Oh, that's the new coach. That's the new coach. At the end of the day, I and mean, this is I mean, it is high school baseball, guys. Like this is. Politics too, though. It's insane. I mean, I know. In the bottom line, we're talking about high school baseball here. Texas, no worries for the coach. You can get hired uh, to any position at any Jefferson County public school right now. He'll be all right. Uh, (laughs) You want to teach too? We got you. Texas, how does he feel about Manuel being a football school? (laughs) (laughs) My dad just texted me and said, "We sucked when I went there too." He went to Manuel. Oh well, there you go. Texas Manuel also hired an I assistant like the from Eastern. School coach. That, was, that was a good text. That was good. Manuel is a they're a quiz bowl school. Come on, quiz bowl. <laughs> they're, they're quick recall teams. No, real good. Not that they were there for, to, to build a band. put you in band. No, well, uh, acting. The, the band too. That's they're why I they're big on the band. Yeah. I, I knew a girl that she yeah she was Manuel's so a great band. Yeah, when she got into their uh, musical program, she was so excited. They're big on the Well, that's because Y Pass is nuts there. Yeah, yeah. in her junior year, she quit and came back to Wagner. I know both parties. Manuel was getting a very high-integrity coach in Ryan Blackwell. Eastern head coach TJ Graves is of highest integrity and wouldn't hire someone of lower. So there you go. Okay. Happy ending for everybody. All Thank right. you, one texter. <laughs> uh, let's take We're a break. taking everything you just said and running with it. Sure, that's fine. Uh, let's take Are a we break. Are we break this hour yet? No, no. not yet.
440. We got to go to break. Oh, when yeah. we come back, uh, we'll, we can get into this UK stuff a little bit. We also have, I want to talk about Petey Carrill passing, the legendary uh, Princeton coach. We'll get into all that good stuff. We'll take more texts as well at 502-414-1450. Uh, it's a Thornton's text line Monday here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Two things playing at the same time. Yeah, are you playing the right video? What is happening right now? There's, yeah. There are definitely two songs playing over each other. Turn your mic on. It's just a off. little remix. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I slept for like two hours last night. There it is. <laughs> Michael get on the board today? I don't know. Maybe not. You could have said no. I, it's all your fault, Trevor. Hindsight is clearly. Yeah, my bad. Listen, I got like. Never mind. She's learning well. Never mind. Clearly, never mind. nothing's ever. No, when you're on that side of the math, nothing's ever been a problem. Last week, she's doing first week problems. <laughs> YouTube did me dirty. How? What? What we did? Is this your last week, Jenna? Well, not really. I don't know. Maybe. Well, what, what, um, we got to talk about yeah, your schedule. Yeah, I think got school starting. Next Wednesday's yeah. gonna be my last day, but oh. I won't be here on that Monday. No. Oh. When's the so. first day of class at UL? Monday. Oh. I mean, we're going to be Ugh. able to get you, like, another day, at least move your day around, days around or something? What's up? I mean, what? what? Troy said, they're going to be mad at you. I was like, I think they'll be fine. I messed things up, evidently. No. Um. Well, you do, but it makes it, it gives us entertaining things to talk about. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm working two jobs, and I'm helping out with the club, getting everything started, and I'm taking class all five days of the week, so... So you say you can or can't find time to come in and work? I don't know us. yet, Trevor. I have to see what it looks like. I have to live it a little bit. She's got to live it a little bit. You got to squeeze in that free, that free we'll appointment. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, somebody brought this up on the text line. I w- actually was not going to bring this up unless it was brought up for me, and it has been. I don't know if you have seen this. At the kickball game. I love it when you ask for your precursor with that. Like, I don't know so, if you've seen this. At the kickball game last Wednesday, which, by the way, Jenna, did you have a good time? It was so fun. It was so fun. Did you stay up the whole time, or? I left after the second game. Okay. Because you my nephew was when Jack us. lost, everybody. everybody no, lost. because I was cheering <laughs> for the soccer team. Okay. But um. By the way, huge night for Loose City on Saturday. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah, we were there. It was awesome. I saw your seats. You have the, everybody the was classic there. family box. It was we we drove by. It was sold out. First sellout in the history of, of Lynn Family Stadium. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. we set a record, fourteen thousand something. Very cool. So they win one nothing. And it was just like, like being downtown, like seeing like the buzz and seeing everybody happy was was very very cool. And then seeing, I mean, Harlow being at the game and getting everybody yeah, on the floor was very cool as nice. well. It was just like great overall weekend in the city of Louisville. But at that kickball event on Wednesday, and I so I didn't bring this up because I like, I wasn't sure if it was allowed, which I guess I should just at this point err on the side of not caution because everything's allowed. Somebody who was there with Hersey Miller and Master P and the other Miller brother, who's Mercy, who also played for the the Harlow team, there was a recruit there. And it's a recruit of, of note. 
who was hanging out with that with them in the family. Huh. Caleb Foster, current Duke commit, the number 21 overall player. He's a kid in the Metallica shirt? He was not the kid in the Metallica shirt. <laughs> okay. He's wearing like a sort of like a floral outfit. I remember shirt. when M- Master P came in, he had like four or five young gentlemen with him. He had a lot of guys yeah. with him. But Caleb Foster, who is out I'm there. I say young kids or young men. Yeah. I don't know how the proper term for he's, it. He's a California kid. Okay. Right up our alley these days. Yeah. From Sherman Oaks. He was there with the Miller family at the game. Now, he's oh. committed to Duke. Remember, there was a whole lot of talk when we first got Nolan Smith. Like, we may flip some of these Duke yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And none, yeah, of, that has, none. none yeah. of that has happened. He's the number 21 overall player in this class. He's a guard. In the 23 class. 23 class. So he would yeah. be a, a, D.J. Widener's class. Yeah, yeah. And A.J. Johnson and company. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's <laughs> – he's a point guard. I don't know if there's anything to make out of this. I don't know if it's just uh, him hanging out with a friend, if he was just in town for whatever. But he was – I can confirm, Caleb Foster was, was at there. the kickball event on Wednesday. Now, is he, is, is he, even though he's been committed, he's officially committed, was Louisville in the mix of his recruitment? After Kane got, got hired, yes. Okay. He's been offered by Louisville. He has a Louisville scholarship offer. Um, he committed to Duke back in September of last year. So, so, so he was committed. Junior? Yes. He's a rising senior. And he'll be a senior this year in high school. So he committed September of 2021. This was like way before there was any ever any drama with Louisville or any notion that Kenny Payne was going to be out. So Louisville offered him after the fact. Kenny Payne had did reach out to him, I'm told, uh, even though he has been committed to, to Louisville. So maybe there is, or to Duke, I should say. So maybe there is some interest there. Maybe or maybe this is just him hanging out. I don't know what to read into it, but he was in town. Let's not get our hopes up. I'm just saying. I, I'm just, I'm here to confirm. Maybe the I missed it, but a better question: Is he a guard? He's a point guard. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I have another comment about the kickball game. Okay. I did see your daughter lose her marbles when the game started and she had to get oh, off. Oh, when I was going by. Yeah. It was <laughs> sad but also funny. I just wanted to kick the ball with all the boys. Yeah, it was sad. She ran out to me at one point because like the guy, one of the guys working was like, he's got a break. And I was like, I, the innings quickly. I think that's quickly. what I saw when it was yeah. your wife yeah. and her. Yeah. 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 She ran out and like she was so excited. And then I was like, you got to, um, Peyton Steve is about to kick yeah. here. And like Mary had to take her. And she, she like picked her up. She, yeah. Mary's like, I'm wearing a dress, like picking up Virginia <laughs> off the ground. And she's like flipping out. Well, it was the security guy or whatever that told us that because I was with her. She, they were like, oh, yeah, she can run out there. Yeah. And no. Like, and then I was like, no, she, I was like, she, she can't. I, was like, I mean, the whole like, thing was kind of madness anyway. There was a lot of people down there. Oh, it was at that point, I think the guards kind of looked like me and Mary were like, all right, we need to start letting. There's way too many people on the sideline here. Yeah. Like we, because they weren't even like asking anyone. They were just letting people walk yeah. out there. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm. I don't know about. Her. I think she left right after I did. But I was like, I'm. I'm heading out. And then, but it was fun. Yeah. It was cool though. I was gonna say a bunch of the soccer guys who weren't playing sat behind us, and my nephew got to chat with them, which nice. was cute. Nice. So was back to us stealing Duke's recruit. Yeah. Um. I mean, this doesn't count as a visit, right? This isn't. There's no kind of like no, he's no just hanging with his pal. No. Yeah, so we we just say he's hanging out with his with his buddies and yeah, you know, future cardinal. Speaking Percy, of Mercy, maybe future future cardinal Mercy. I also love it, like the Illuminated with Master P. The only person from U of L who was like just decked out in full U of L stuff before they got there was Master P. Like Master P comes rolling yeah. in, he has like the full like U of L hoodie. And yeah, he's he, like, wearing the all black hoodie. Yeah, yeah. And, like and then he put the the jersey on afterwards. But, Luke like, Hancock had his jersey on. When he, he had the in. well, he had the ACC. Like yeah. he had the ACC shirt rocking because he's businessman now. ACC yeah. Network is his is his game. I guess he yeah P was the only one I think I did see in, in Louisville. Swag, he's he's yeah. all about it. He loves the cards. He's, he's Jack L1 was wearing C4. a Bellarmine jersey. Jack yep. came wearing that a Bellarmine shirt, which is you know, nice. He's playing in the middle between U of L and UK. It's his right. event. Don't want to make anybody mad, um, which was was good. Also, good. Pub, I, I talked about on the show when I think you were gone on, on Thursday. I was like, I texted Doug Davenport, and I'm like, this is great 
opportunity for your social team. And Doug's like, I am the social team. He's like, <laughs> he's like what do you want oh, me to do? Oh, congratulations, Doug. He's like, he's like, we're trying to blow it up. I'm like, Jack Carlo wore a Bellarmine jersey to this event. He's, right. like, he's like, I've seen. I got Whose the jersey was it? Yeah, was it? Was it a number on it? Or no, was it just they had a number on it. I don't know if it was anybody. It was number 10 is what I thought it said, but I could be wrong. Boy, Scotty D's been on a rampage about the NCAA transition stuff, and I love it. I mean, he should be. It's so ridiculous. They're not going to get to play in the tournament this year, which is just absurd. They have two more years they're going to have to wait, which is stupid. It sucks. I mean, they lost. Dylan Penn went to Vermont, who was their best player last year. He has a chance to be like America East Player of the Year, and he's only doing it. I mean, you don't go to Vermont to just like, you know, he wants to play in the NCAA tournament. That's the only reason why you can't. You can't even be mad at him. You can't blame him for it. And like, I know Bellerman, like, it sucks for them, but if he had a chance to play, you know, win the Atlantic Sun tournament again this year and go to the NCAA tournament, I think he probably would have stayed. I think some other guys maybe would have stayed as well. And it's. It's just it's such a ridiculous rule. It's so outdated. It's so dumb, and there's no justification for it. And they also are like bending all of their other rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had Matt Cross is about to play for his third <laughs> school in three was, years. Yeah, and yeah. that's okay. That one baffles me still. I'm like, what? Like, I I just want to know what he said with his reasoning that they thought it was. It you don't was even have good, to have a reason. I mean, good for him if I it's mean, working out. I mean, I guess yeah, but I mean, well, there, his reason would have been, you know, my coach left in the middle of the season the coach that I committed to play for, which is why any UofL player was going to get rubber stamped. Like, Sam Williamson was never going to have a problem, even though he the first time transferred. But Noah Locke should have had to have gotten a waiver as well to play at Providence this year. And that was, like, a no-brainer. It's all... Has anyone been blocked? Has anyone have been told they had to sit out this shit? Poor Tyler Sharp was the only one who, like, didn't get an extra year. <laughs> I mean, a couple years I, ago. When's the last time someone actually had to sit out for transferring? I saw there was one person. Like there was like a, a one story. There's like one dude. besides Tyler Sharp that was like they're like they're not letting him. They're not they're not letting him go. But I'm sure eventually he'll get allowed. Texas says intern Jenna sleeping two hours last night. How long is that Robinson movie? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you on two hours? Did you have class? You didn't have class this morning. Would you have to work this morning? No, I had a sand game yesterday, and then I got home and took a nap, and then I couldn't sleep all night. Hmm. It was miserable. So you just stayed up all night. And... I mean, not purposefully, but yeah. I mean, so did I best. Finished a book that Ooh. I started yesterday. What book did you read? Um, this one was called Every Summer After. Okay. Okay. I finished twelve books in the month of July. Good lord. Twelve? Yeah. I've read twelve books. I in promise the last I have years. friends. I, I read just... twelve books in my five lifetimes. Mm. I come from a reading family. I did too. My New Year's resolution two years ago after we had Virginia was to read a book a month, and I didn't didn't make it. Do you I... have books that you like though? Yes. Okay, so yeah. it's just you. It's just me. I just don't, yeah, I just don't. You read Twitter enough. Pretty much. Yeah. No, nah, but I'll watch like three movies a night. Well, yeah, you, you've made it through this, uh, all seasons of Game of Thrones in like six days. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I did. I, I, think I, I think I sat and watched the entire, I think I, like Saturday or Friday or Saturday. It was Saturday. I spent all day and pretty much watched all of season like five and six. That is ridiculous. I would get like bored. Like ten straight hours. Yeah, I can't do that. Texas, assuming Fabio Basile comes here and there are no other major additions to the roster, does Kenny Payne get a pass if Louisville has a worse record than last year? No. A there's pass? no pass for mm. having less than 13 wins. I no. think that he gets a pass that's too strong. Like, nobody's going to be like, it's okay. People Happens are going to be to upset. I think yeah. people can say, this is not good enough. That roster should have won. Because last year's roster should have won more than 13 games. Yes. And you're returning mostly the best players from that team. And you're adding a couple of guys, at least a couple of guys, who should be able to help out as well. If you, if they go like 12 and 20 this year, I think people are going to be upset and justifiably. At the same time, if he has a top five recruiting class waiting in the wings, whether it's with DJ Wagner or without DJ Wagner, I think people will be willing to say, this sucked, this wasn't good enough, 
but let's see how next year goes before we like fire Kenny Payne and this was a mistake or anything like that. Like there'll be takes will be fired off because takes are always going. We have takes firing off right now. The man hasn't even coached a game, let alone, he hasn't coached a practice, let alone a game. But you could give that same description that's saying the sport and be good luck figuring out if you're talking football or basketball. Well, any sport really. Like, but I mean, we're, we're both both football and basketball are going into this. Oh well, now this year is kind of up in the air because the recruiting class next year. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the same. Well, the only difference is the the question. It's an if for basketball. Football, you've got like you're recruiting better than you, you the program ever happen. has. Basketball, yeah. we have no commits for 2023 outside of Caleb. Yeah, Blatt. yeah. So if it, I think if you go 12 and 20, you're only able to like cushion that blow at all if you have a top five, top 10 recruiting class waiting in the wings. If he strikes out in 2023, and this season is worse than last year. Then I think you start pitch to like forks. then the, yeah. the pitchforks are out yeah. and they become more justifiable to be honest because yeah. you, you like you had time at that point because you're realizing our worst fears which are which have been man's never coached a game before can he get this done and you're not doing what we thought we were going to get as like the the, the give and the take here which is kill it on the recruiting trail like then I think people start to get upset but we're a long way away from any of that happening and we don't know if he beats the Cal Perry or not. Which would help. Because Kenny Payne wins those games. He does, which would be nice. Texture says, uh, are y'all going to the state fair this year? I am pumped. I have not been to the state fair <laughs> in, I don't even know if Jenna was born last time I went to the state fair. Um, we used to always do the show out there. Incredible people watching. I, know, I don't. I, guess I haven't been in a couple years for. either. We did the kids last year. Uh, I, I don't think I've been since high school. Yeah, I think it was high school when I went. I, I mean, it's different, probably, very different, but yeah. I, 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 I seriously don't think you were alive last time I was there. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I was like 19 or 20 last time I went to the fair. Texas says, was, random question, was Preston Knowles highly ranked as a high schooler? It seems like he was a late addition that ended up really impactful. Not saying this is what Fabio will be, just wondering if his circumstances were similar to Knowles. Wasn't he like a two-star kid? He was a two-star kid. Yeah. His only scholarship offer besides Louisville was VCU. And I remember, so he played in, he's from Winchester. Yeah. And they brought him in because he, he actually like, had a decent reputation from just a player standpoint, oh. but had a terrible attitude. Like he got he'd gotten kicked had off that the reputation team. Too, oh. yeah. He played on the Kentucky All Star team and I think got kicked off the, the, the one that plays kids. Indiana. And so Patino liked this game, but didn't know if his temperament was going to be good, like if he's going to be a problem. But they also had like a scholarship that was available. This was I think late June. And they brought him in for like a basically to play like pick up with the team, the actual team. And everybody on the team was like sign the kid like he's good enough we love his tenacity we love defense like we can handle the problems and all this stuff and so patino on the basically on the like the suggestion of his players went ahead and gave preston Knowles a scholarship and the rest of history it paid off big time well it's part of kept the attitude in check he did I mean, he had one the, or two incidents he had the one there. fight with his girlfriend's yeah, dad the hairbrush, the hairbrush yeah, incident yeah. that was but that was about it out of there and that was his senior year so i mean that was yeah it was yeah. before yeah, the number before his senior yeah, year so yeah it's not too bad Texas says, TK ain't going to the fair until weed is a crop. They judge, and they ask him to be a guest judge. It's <laughs> a good text. I do that. All right, let's take a break. I mean, the 4-H club. Let's take a break. Uh, we've got uh, one more hour left. We'll get into all sorts of stuff, including the UK drama, which oh, this continues. This has got to be the whole hour, right? Rome continues to burn. I was like, I listened to a little bit of KRC this morning. I want to talk about their comments as well. We'll get into all that good stuff, and we'll take more text from you on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. The Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show rolls on next. I mean, songs Jenna plays here. Gonna be a long Monday Sitting all alone on a mountain by a river that has no end Gonna be a
Is there Monday in this song? Yeah. It's called Monday by Wilco. Oh. I used to like Wilco. Yeah. Those songs actually called Monday. I used to always make fun of Jeff Greer when he first got here because he always like wore a sweater and like only went to New. And I would just say all the time, I'm like, he's just going to Nulu, wearing his sweaters, listening to Wilco. And he's like, I don't even think, I haven't even listened to Wilco. I'm like, so every time he tweeted anything. I'm not even a bit, I don't listen to a lot of Wilco, but I know who they are. I like yeah. them back in the day. Yeah. Enough. But I, I just gave Greer, Greer's like, I don't even listen to Wilco. I'm like, well, it's your thing now. I'm sweater. calling it every time. I don't know. Look at the sweater you got on. It looks like a Nulu sweater. It's not a Nulu sweater. This is like a beach. Gives very pack sun. What does that mean? The store, PacSun. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Um, it's like Billabong. Okay, I'm familiar with they that. They sell Billabong and like Fox and stuff okay. like that. Billabong's like was like skater clothes when I was growing up. But they do like beach stuff. Yeah, this is like beach. So stuff. that's not a yeah that 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 is like, like Roxy skater, was though. Roxy yeah. cool when you all were. I don't know what that is. I mean, that looks like okay. something Panama so Jack would sell. You should go to the have mall. You, have you ever heard of Abercrombie and Fitch? Absolutely. <laughs> Bad documentary that came out. My my dad calls it Mean Names, but it's really funny. That's fine, yeah. They deserve any Mean Names. Yeah, my stepbrother tries to wear it. My dad's like, no. What, no, Abercrombie? Not doing that. Abercrombie's yeah. done now. They got yeah. They closed up. Closed up shop. It's not around anymore? No. Because back in the day, it was Abercrombie and Hollister, like the two big brands. Oh, yeah. You could Hollister walk... does pretty well still. Do they? To an extent. I used to hate walking past those places in the mall. So loud. And how many shirtless I teenage felt... boys do I have to look at? I hated it. It was so loud. <laughs> And I always like a mini. I always <laughs> knew. It's funny that you said it. This is a sign of the times too. Like, I, but back when I could grow hair, like, I always knew my hair was a little bit too long. When they would be like, "Hey, did you, would you want to work here?" I was like, "No." Like, I was like, "No, this is no." I'm going to get a haircut right now. I, I, I don't have that look. It's, it was it's just not a good look for me. You would walk. I would walk by on the way to the food court when I worked at Cardboard Heroes. I mean, it's so loud. So loud. I was like, I just want a shirt. You sound <laughs> like Mr. Nebercracker right now. I mean, Keep in mind, this is me when I was like 16 too. Yeah, Even back then, I was like, issue. it's so loud. But you don't understand I how was, loud I was. I was 20. Too. I was they like 21, 22. They still have the store. Oh, well, it was so loud. I mean, it's still loud. I just want to be able to shop in peace. I want to, I want to find a shirt. I don't want my eardrums rubbing. It's like, is the sound blowing your shirt off your employees? What is going? Why are these like? I don't need to hear. No one here. working there doesn't have clothes on. I don't know where the. Yeah, I don't, I don't know which which ones you were. No, because well, well, we have a Chrome, you walk by, you always said like nine like shirtless guys in the window picture. Because the they're at the yeah, beach. Yeah, in the pictures, yeah. I, I just I didn't need to hear the shins at like a million decibel yeah, level. While I'm trying to look the for like thing a collared is, is you, t-shirt. You don't hear it until you get near the doors too. Like you, yeah, that's perfect. Was, I don't know how they kept the sound in the in this in there, but like as soon as you get to the doorway, you would it would just like it would make me lose my balance a little bit. Like Instantly I'd fall loud. over. Instantly loud. Uh, we mentioned Jenna. Sorry, we're old. Cry baby. Because we were like 16. I, I was 16. Yeah, and I still felt that's that way. Why I, I, was, I don't need the stores to be that loud. And I was 21. I was like, don't I don't want to wear in. this stuff. Like, what I want, is this? I, want, I needed a shirt sometimes. So get one somewhere else. I need some khaki shorts. I, look. You know, I went. I went to Bacon's. That's where I went. I like Bacon's. <laughs> I like Bacon's. <laughs> Bacon's was always known as the, that was always the place where people were going to fight in high school. <laughs> Bacon's parking lot. Oh yeah. Three o'clock. Interesting. That's the Trinity days. It was right next to it. Yeah. I thought it was behind the the. Burger King. The Burger King was the other spot. That was it. That, if you were a Wagner and you were going to fight somewhere at Trinity, you met a Burger King. The thing is, though, like, Bacon's was, like, Bacon's wasn't even a thing when I got to high school. Everyone just still called it Bacon. It became, like, Burdors. But, like, it was... It, it, it was, was Bacon's when I was growing up. It was, like, yeah. an ongoing joke. If somebody, like, accidentally brushed shoulders with you in the hall, you'd be like, Bacon's. <laughs> my grandma still calls it bacon. So. Everybody still calls it bacon. It's still yeah. is Bacon's to me. My aunt worked it there when it was Bacon's. It's not Drake's, it's Bacon's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week, or I guess it was two weeks ago, the coaches poll came out, preseason coaches poll for college football, and we mentioned the fact that Louisville had five ranked opponents on its roster. We made fun of the fact that Kentucky was the lowest ranked among those. The AP poll came out today. That's because it's a basketball school. It's a basketball school. We're going to get to that in just a second. The AP <laughs> poll came out today, preseason. Alabama 
once again, number one, uh, a kind of overwhelming number one, ahead of Ohio State, who's number two, Georgia, number three, Clemson, number four, and Notre Dame, number five. Just like as was the case with the coaches poll, five opponents on Louisville's 2022 schedule are ranked here. The Cards will face number four, Clemson, as previously mentioned, mm-hmm. number 13, NC State, number 17, Pitt, number 20, Kentucky, which is ranked for the first time since 1978 going into a season, and number 22, Wake Forest, which probably slips a little bit because of the Sam Hartman news. Uh, but five ranked opponents on the schedule. No, it'll slip once they lose, yeah, right away. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the AP ballots weren't due until last week, so they some of them probably saw the Sam Hartman news uh, that he's not playing for at least for the first month, and that's probably why they're a little bit lower here than they are in the coaches' poll. But once again, just going to show Louisville's schedule perceived to be very tough. I thought Keith Wynn made a good point, though. Like, we're, we keep talking about how this schedule actually is going to be tougher than last year's and, and all this stuff, and you know, last year we only played one ranked team. Well, we only played one team that was ranked when we faced them. At the end of the season, the final preseason coaches and AP Top 25 poll, you know how many opponents we played that were in the Top 25? Uh, oh, let's see here. Wake Forest probably sneaked in. I know Pitt did. I'll say not, I'll say four, five, five, five. Who was who? Am I forgetting? Man, I mean Kentucky, Wake Forest, Pitt. NC I think it was State. the same five. Clemson. Oh, and Clemson. Though. Yeah, I think it was those same five. Of all the one to forget. Yeah. But we didn't play Pitt last year, so it was somebody else. Oh, that's right. We didn't play Pitt last year. You're right. Regardless, we had five teams in the final poll that were ranked last year. So when who was the fifth then? Again, regardless, the schedule was was tough in hindsight. Who's to say like that? Like at the end of the day, we look back at the schedule that's supposed to be even tougher this year, and like only two of these teams end up ranked. You, you just never know how it's all going to play yeah. out. But at the moment, it looks like this is going to be a tough schedule. Well, like right now, Kentucky's ranked, but by the time we beat them at the end of the year, they won't be ranked. That's right. Yeah, you know, they lose when they're six and five and six going into that final game. It's all Calipari's fault. God, I hope it is. It's all Mitch's fault. Again, good segue. You and Jenna both have done a good job sagging. We have to talk more about sagging. Rome burning in Lexington. <laughs> hey, hey, I grew up in an area where you could sag. <laughs> Not the same thing. Did you, know, did you, did you, were you Was that long gone before you? No, it was a big thing. You I, still, know, I you never still did. People still sag when I, I was in high it. school. Yeah. Were they really? Yeah. It, I mean, I still see people doing it. Okay. I didn't know they still I, I think I, people who do it now don't do it away. to be cool. Oh, yeah. Almost. We should remember that, yeah. Yeah, it was a... I mean, it was a big thing. It's nowhere near as popular as it is. I mean, it's diminished in popularity, right? I think so. I mean, is it, I wonder what, like, once you get to, like, 17, Why are we maybe, talking about this? Because you said sagging, it made me like... I said sagging, and we don't need five minutes on sagging. It's fine. It was a thing. It's not as big anymore. We can move on. Moving on. We can move on. <laughs> you should know better. <laughs> I, I, I use words. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Any any words set you off. Let's. I want to talk about UK flipping out. and everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, he'll be quiet that now. Was, that was the sag. Yeah. Ms. Barnard come out there sagging. So this was Thursday and Friday. Thursday this happens. I think you and I are on the air. We both say, we assume 24 hours from now there's going to be some some cooling on the flames. Some water yeah. put on the flames. Cal's going to say, Matt, well, I didn't mean to say it. Yada, I should yada, 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 yada. Be like, hey, I'm just happy. You know, I'm standing up for my players. But clearly we're all on the same team. That's going to be the end of it. Oh, no, no, no. No. Friday, no, no words are exchanged. No. And then... The calm before the storm, I guess you could say. Saturday, we, we find out Friday during the show that Stoops is going to have a press conference at 1230 after his team scrimmage. And then Mitch yeah. Barnhart, in sort of a rare deal, because the guy does not like being on camera for a good reason, because he says the wrong thing constantly, is going to do <laughs> his own press conference at 1.30, following up the Stoops press conference. So, act one. And I think at this point, when did Cal... Because Cal, Cal did kind of do... Now, Cal, fr- I think it was, I think Friday, was Friday night. night. Yeah, it was, it was post... Is it Friday night or Saturday morning? It was, it was, it was before the Stoops press conference that he did send out a a 
template paid by numbers apologies. He straight up says, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. Which the word, like the way that he phrased it was like, I said the wrong thing. But I still met the crux of what I said. He was it was a long it was a long enough tweet that had to be had to be a reply to it. So yeah. I mean it was even though in the law it should have been just I'm sorry I goofed, yada yada yada. I mean he didn't really have to say probably much as he did, but you know it still came off to me as like even though I stand by what I said, I wish I had used different words or I wish I hadn't mentioned football at all. Like he clearly still believes, which fairly enough, yeah, that UK basketball deserves everything they should get. And they should be ahead of the pecking order in the pecking order of UK football, which is probably fair, but is not going to play well when you say it publicly, now, especially when your football team's rolling. I hope you're bringing up the exact quotes of both Mitch and Smart. Well, we'll do Stoops first. Okay, so let's go. So let's move forward now. He's apologized, sort of, Cal being on Friday night. So Saturday, so UK has, a has a practice. UK has a scrimmage Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah, and he meets with the media afterwards. Of course, this comes up. Like in the third question, they get asked. I'm surprised the it made it that far, to be honest with you. The first two were about him in. Yeah. the first two were about Chris Rodriguez. He talks about uh, <laughs> he talks about not wanting to get derailed, and then then he goes into it. Oh yeah. And this is this is where I was like, oh my god, I was like, I was like he's really pissed. Like like he's th- this isn't just a I saw the comment on th- on when on Thursday and I reacted and now I've calmed down and I'm focused on the season. Like this man, this I'm telling you, he wants Cal to lose to U of L this year. I stand by that. I think I think they both want each other to lose to Louisville. There's got to be something there more before this happened, then. I think so too. And I know I don't know for what. How, I saw Matt Jones tweeted that he explained that it was more about pre-existing stuff than it was oh, the yeah. facility battle. Um, but, you don't lose it like this. But I did not listen to his his show. He's like, if you want to hear like my explanation, you can listen on the podcast. I was like, maybe. Uh, I listen to Kersey. I'm a Kersey guy. Yeah, I mean, maybe somebody could tweet out the transcript for me. Maybe. Uh, so I don't know. Ex- but apparently, there was some behind the scenes beef between Stoops and Cal before this whole thing go got going, and this was just the match that lit the entire flame. Beautiful. But Stoops gets asked about it, and he says, "I don't care about anyone's program. <laughs> I stay in my lane." I love it. But. When you start talking about mine and people that I compete against, I'm going to defend my players. Don't demean and distract from what we've done to get to this point. He also then goes on to say, "This, this might be my favorite one, of my favorite quotes." Though, I think same. You, yeah. This program wasn't born on third I base. I love that. That's a great line. We had to work hard to get to this point. I mean, just basically saying like you inherit, born on third base, thought you hit a triple. Like, like you inherited. <laughs> yeah. This program with every possible advantage. And if you don't like hit triples, if you don't hit home runs, you're seen as a failure. Whereas, like our standard was like just getting to first base. We, we were trying to reach on air. We yeah. were trying to get ROEs. <laughs> we're trying not to strike out. We're yeah. just trying to get our ROEs up to 290. <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're sitting on third, kind of right where you are, and you're trying to act like you're you're the king. I loved it. And it was, I see where Stoops is coming from. Like. I feel like that's valid anger. When I read I that, too. when I read that tweet, my face looked like the guy in, in Home Alone 2 when he felt the credit card was stolen. <laughs> I forget his actor's name. That grin he, he gets on his face. That was that my expression the best when part, I read that quote. The best part about this feel is there was no sort of attempt to kind of backpedal at all. Like he, he doesn't no. do the, he doesn't do the thing where it's like, you know, I've always supported John. I, I respect John. I think he said the wrong thing, and I'm going to be a fan moving forward. But like he didn't do that at all. He ends it with, "I'm done. I've addressed it. I'll defend my players." Like this is, if you are a UK football player, you, you love good. That. You well, feel yeah. great about that. Yeah. Like I see why Stoops is taking this scorched earth policy because it does. Like this is exactly like that mentality that Calipari showed off with his quote is exactly what every player on that football program has been working to fight against 
since they got there. Like, they want to change the entire perception of the program. They feel like they've done it. Now they feel like the, the best is yet to come. I mean, again, they're ranked in the the preseason coaches poll for the first time ever. They're ranked in the AP preseason poll for the first time since 1978. These are two things that it's never happened in our lifetime. I mean, they've won four straight bowl games. I mean, that, that's got to be a school hit record. I don't think they've ever won more than two in a Has row. Has to be. I mean, again, who cares about bowl games? But... It's but it's an accomplishment victories. itself. I sure. Mean, yeah. And winning ten games in two of the last three years is huge. Yeah. They, they've won, I think, ten games like three times in the program's history. Exactly. And never before since I've been born until these last two years. And now, like, they may be on the verge of having the best season in program history, depending on on certainly the expectations are higher than they've ever been before. And right before that happens, you're gonna have the like the face of sports in this entire state come out and be like, yeah, cool, cute, adorable, great, what you've done, but big dog still eats first, and we're the big dog. And we want to practice facility. Well, and and we want our practice facility. Part of what's so frustrating about that for the football coach is that what Cal is saying is the way the fans have spoken for years. Sure. So it's got to be like a mindset, like adjustment, you know? And so he's standing up for his boys to the fans and to Calipari. We've talked about it with Louisville football, about how, like, it, in any sport, but especially in football, you don't become – a fan base or a program that does things the way that these traditional blue blood powerhouses have done, unless you do it for like decades sustained. Like we, we had fans complaining about showing up to the spring game, how our numbers weren't as good, even though we were like had teams that were ranked higher than Nebraska and stuff. We had fans who would complain about the attendance in late November, even though we were playing for like biggest championships. The fact of the matter is it doesn't happen overnight. It takes decades of sustained success and like fans doing the same thing for generations. Like, like, People go to spring games because, guess what? When they were kids, their parents brought them to spring games. And they're bringing their kids to spring games. It's, just, it's a continual thing. And that wasn't the case when you or I or Jenna or anybody listening was growing up. Like We just we have not had that as a football fan base. Not to up. say that it can't happen. Still don't have it. But it, it takes a long time. Yeah. And if you're UK, you're working towards that. You're trying to become a fan base in a program that has that same type of, on Saturdays, we focus on football. We start like looking at basketball really hard once their season starts, but we're never shifting the focus from football, and we don't just shrug off six and six and seven and five seasons with, oh, we're just Kentucky. That's good for us. That's what we want to change. And so when you feel like you have a lot of momentum in achieving that change, and then the coach of the basketball program just kind of craps all over you, which is exactly what he did with that quote, it's not going to play well with either the program or the fan base that has been waiting their entire lives for this type of Having football success. Football and Louisville and Kentucky both have just had the issue of where, like, you, you, I agree, it, it is a long-term thing to build. And, like, Louisville, you know, you had John L. kind of putting the foundation there, Petrino rebuilding on that. But, you know, as Louisville and Kentucky sees happening, don't just leave us. For, I mean, yeah, yeah and if presumed you, better, and, if, and if you don't replace with the, you know, a great another coach, you have, like what Louisville had was a hiccup with, with Cragthorpe. Mm-hmm. You brought in Strong, tried to rebuild, rebuild then Strong leaves. Same with Kentucky. Rich Brooks, you know, b- starting the foundation with what he did there, coming back after, you know, being his his tenure with the Rams in the NFL. And unfortunately, he left. They had fell back down because of Joker Phillips. And now Stoops is there trying to rebuild it. I mean, a great example of how, in, in working the other way, Rich Brooks' previous tenure job, Oregon, he built Oregon. Oregon was yeah. a joke. And, and a laughing stock, and had not been to the Rose Bowl in like 75 years, if ever, and they had been there once. Took him back there before he left to go to the Rams job, and they kept it rolling by bringing in the, the right good coaches. I forget his name, the um, the guy in the B and A D there uh, begins with a B. I forget his name, and then he left, you know, gave over to Chip Kelly and so on and so forth. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, but it ta- yeah, you're right. It ta- it's not something that happens overnight. Something that happens in 
five years, or even sometimes in, in, in Louisville and UK's cases, one coaching staff. It takes a long, long time of continued and continued success to be able to be where UofL and UK basketball is. So then, after this happens, Mitch Barnhart comes stumbling up to the podium like Mary Catherine Gallagher. I mean, just... Just ready to break tables and, and you know... Here's the worst part. He could have easily fixed a lot of this if he'd been smarter at the podium. Like, he comes out there and, and plays down the middle, toes the company line, you know, just... Because, you know, hey, you know, he did some heated conversations. We're not going to worry about what's said on Twitter and social media. That's 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 for the fans to decide. We'll handle this all in-house. You know, at, well, I'll speak with Cal. I'll speak with Mark, yada, yada, That's all you had to say. Could he just give us the canned answers? You know, as a Louisville fan, I would hate it. As a Kentucky fan, I would have loved it. But unfortunately, he, uh, he gave me a beautiful weekend gift. He... I mean, he's at, everything at first, he clearly was trying to do what you're saying. And I think that's the problem. Mitch Barnhart does not go into these things with the the intention of saying very, very dumb things. He he wants to, he just can't help himself. You think he gets nervy? I think he does. Like, like I think he just Probably. says things that he doesn't actually mean. He Props, gets caught up in a moment. Props to KRC for being ahead of the curve on blaming Mitch. They, <laughs> they were blaming Mitch on Thursday. Even if he's not the root cause, <laughs> he sure as hell ain't helping, which is what an AD needs oh, to be no. doing at these times. So he comes out and he's like, I, I've talked to both coaches. These are competitive guys. That's what I want them to be. I'm glad they're competitive. I'm proud of their programs. Good quote. Uh, like all of us, they just want their teams to be successful. Good quote. What occurred, occurred this week is not who we are, not who we want to be. I've communicated that directly, and we'll continue to work our way through that. Perfect. Good. That sounds good. 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 Right, that, that's, good. that's a perfect statement. Walk away right now. Drop Put the mic, mic down. Yep. Walk off the Undo stage. the top button and leave. And he can't do that. Because <laughs> now, now he's nervy. <laughs> He, I mean, is that an actual verb? <laughs> I don't know. Jenna just created her own words too. He gets asked because this has become whether it's the root cause of the the feud between Calipari and Supes or not, it has become about this both them both wanting enhanced facilities, and Calipari namely saying, yeah, Calipari namely being the one who's who's openly saying, you know, we're maybe the best program in college basketball history. We need to keep, like, Kansas is getting this, Duke's getting that, Carolina's getting that. We need to get this. Uh, L's facilities are better than us. And he actually came out and said that. And we, we've got to upgrade. And then Stoops being like, well, we want our own facilities too. And, you know, don't take shots at us. So this is what makes Barnhart mad. Because it, it comes off as him not being the type of AD who's giving his coaches what they need to be successful, right? And so he comes out and he's like, all of our coaches are going to get what they need. They've been doing this for my entire life. Like, my entire tenure here, they've gotten everything that they've needed, and they're going to continue to get everything that they need as long as I'm the athletic director here. Okay. That's, walk in a thin still line. Still okay. No, but, that's but fine. That statement's fine. You're still on brand. And then he says, sometimes in our profession, coaches leave. That, you're not reading the exact quote. What was though. the exact quote? The exact quote we talked about just like, they've gotten everything. Yeah, they've gotten everything they wanted, but... You can't get everything you want or something like that, I thought. I thought, didn't he say something along that line? I don't know. That doesn't, not familiar. I can't I can't find the exact quote. I know it's on Nick, it was on Nick, Nick Roush's account. I know that. Because he, uh, he talked about it numerous times. I mean, the, the whole quote, though. like just, Oh, just the ending, the ending line was just classic. It was like, yeah, it was like, coaches change in this profession much more than they should or something like that. Basically sort of saying if you don't like what I'm giving you, you can hit the road. 
which is an awfully brazen thing to say when you've got two coaches that are coaching at a very high level right now. That's an awfully brazen thing to say when you're talking about a man who's ten times more popular than you are. And it doesn't matter which one you're talking yeah, about. Okay, here we go. They've been provided every opportunity to do the things they want to do and to be successful. That isn't changing as long as I'm in the chair. We will have that. They we will have that support. If that's not good enough, coaches change a lot in this world today. They do. I mean, I mean that—that's just saying you take you will take you will have cake and eat it too. That's what he's telling the cow. Do you think he like blacks out and then walks off stage and is like stupid, stupid? I think right away he's like. There's a scene again. You should watch um. Uh, the West Wing, because it's Aaron's work and it was really good. There's a there's a scene where C.J. Craig is the she's the, the the press secretary, and she's out there and like right away she says a comment and she like she like she can tell she screwed up and like she comes out and she's like, like, like oh. they all go to talk to her they're like C.J. and she's like I know <laughs> like, like that had to have been Mitch Barnhart yeah. walking off stage where he's like I know I know and I don't have it's the exact bad. quote I can't help it. and I don't have the quote after this but he went as far as to say they're not getting a facility. I didn't see that. Yeah, I could have swore I read that quote. Trevor's just making stuff. No, I mean. He's like, haha, UK fans, listen to this one. No, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere he basically said there, there's no facility coming anytime soon. It's the strangest thing because you keep expecting one of these three guys to de-escalate the situation. I mean, when you read it with the way the ending, knowing the ending of the statement, now the beginning of the statement's not just, now it's saying we've given you what you need, quit being, quit being selfish. You've had enough to be Just successful. Greedy. Quit being greedy. That's, that's almost like what that reads to me now, as he's saying to Cal. Hey, let's be honest. I mean, I know he's been here now 12 years, but this is, Cal's a guy that Barnhart never wanted here to begin with. So he fought not to fire, not to hire Cal at the beginning. I think Barnhart finally feels he feels the press conference slipping away. So when you're a person in a position of power and you've got a microphone in front of you, you do the one thing you have left to do. Which is blame the media. And he comes out and he says... That was just so, I mean... He says all of this is being overblown, but, quote, that's just the world we're living in. You look to create stories, and it becomes the fact. Which, again, the story in this question is a verbatim quote from John Calipari, word for word, which he himself called the press conference, the, the meeting of press in the Bahamas, to get this story out there. He chose the words explicitly. He wanted the message out there. Yeah, I mean, he done messed up. He this is all. If you want to blame somebody, it's John Calipari. It's not the media for printing somebody's words. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. He then goes on to this like weird thing where he rips on Drew Franklin and KSR for not covering Sidney McLaughlin or the track team, which KSR noted that they have been covering Sidney McLaughlin like more than anybody, even before she became a megastar. Um, and I know I think Drew Franklin like deleted those tweets afterwards because he said Mitch was being sarcastic. No, he wasn't. Mitch, Mitch Barnhart is not fluent in sarcasm. He does not know. He's never been funny he a day in his life. Okay. He doesn't understand any tone other than straightforward robotic. That's who he is. That's what he does. Uh, speaking of, he gets asked TJ Walker's favorite topic, which is, you know, selling beer at home games, and replies oh, Lord. dryly with, we've got a great atmosphere. All, all he's willing to say. That's <laughs> all he needs. Uh, just the whole press conference, a complete swing and a miss. I think the only thing that makes it somewhat acceptable is if he is so upset about this feud between Calipari and Stoops and the fan base choosing sides that he's trying to unite them against one common enemy and making it himself. And if so, genius Good on move. You. Yeah. I don't think he's smart enough to do that. I mean... Somebody's pulling the strings. It's about time Mitch retires, right? It's it's time. I mean, I think it might be about the time. The NIL press conference was bad enough. You've, you've stepped in it every single time you've gotten behind a microphone since then. You've lost popularity amongst the fan base that used to love you. You've had a great run. You've done great things here. There's no, even as a U of L fan, I can't detract from your body of work overall. But 
I mean, it you feels hired, like it's the time, man. You hired Stoops. Hired Stoops. Football program has never had this much success. I mean, in... that's, that's pretty much his one good thing because he did again. He didn't want to hire Cal. He right. was forced to hire Cal. But they've also finished like hiring the Directors Cup. I think the last like five six years across different sports than they have ever before. What is the rifling carry that much weight? Well, they won a national title in volleyball. That's true. Soccer yeah. programs have improved. Baseball uh, kind of flamed out a little bit. But he's he's increased the facilities. Home attendance has been good. He's been able to maintain that at a time when t- attendance is dwindling across the country. The football fan base has stayed engaged to their credit during some very lean years, and they were more patient than not, and they now are reaping the benefits of that. He's done a good job there. But, I love how he was also asked about the comparison of the Bear Bryant Rupp situation too. Which is uh, yeah, absurd. I have two coaches, one for one for thirteen years and one for ten. I can't speak to that. He got pissed off because <laughs> now you've seen like other programs are making fun of you. Like Auburn, Harson and Pearl get together and they take a picture and put it on Twitter where they're like, We're in everything school. Arkansas's A D and and, uh, and Eric Musselman, they're like, We're you know, at Arkansas we're all about all the programs and stuff. Like everybody every SEC school is trying to jump on Kentucky right now. And I think that is making Mitch look bad. I think that's part of the reason why he was so was, you know, was on edge during this press conference on Saturday. But basically, there's no de-escalation. We're now five days into this thing, and I think everybody hates each other. It sounds like it. It's clear that Stoops hates Cal. I think it's clear that Cal hates Stoops. They both hate Mitch Barnard, and I think Mitch kind of hates both well, of them. Well, do we know if well. Stoops hates? Does Stoops hate Barnard? I think he does now. Evidently, Barnhart called their coaches entitled. He said both have become entitled. Some of our coaches have become entitled. I mean, when he says they've been provided, doing, I think he's talking. I thought he was only talking about Cal, but I guess maybe he was talking about both. What, what, what is he trying? Like, how he's does just he think that this is going to Listen, play he's out? Like everybody, shut your mouth. Stop talking. Especially stop talking about each other. There's got to be a mutual respect. That's the biggest thing. Y'all are at the same school. You're Bar- doing the same thing. He said that we we need to show each other a little grace. We will be a grateful athletic department. We will not be entitled. I mean, yeah, this is just—he sounds like a disappointed dad. That's what I was gonna say. And it's like it's one of those where like the kids have been fighting, but you're not really sure who's to blame. And you're, you're like, just you know mad what? At everybody. I'm mad at both of you, which was always the biggest cop out. I'm like, I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. I got punched like five <laughs> times. I'm sitting here. Like, well, you both need to stop. Like, I'm not doing anything. Oh, like, see, I was the youngest. I was the one doing it. Well, I kind of yeah, I was. I was. It was usually me doing the. You know, yeah. Poor Katie was getting blamed. Um, and, Cal, and Cal wants, you know, to play, wants the new new Xbox, and Mitch is in the back going, you've got the Atari. Continue to play it. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> now, it it works. Here's the big question. How do we capitalize on this as Louisville? Do we do well, we go to DJ Wagner? Do we go <laughs> to um, Aaron Bradshaw? And do we say, look, their AD is openly telling John Calipari, if you don't like it, you can bolt. And that says to me he's not getting the facilities he wants. It says to me he might bolt. I mean, you commit to this guy, he may not even be here next year. Kenny Payne's going to be around. Yeah. Win, lose, draw this year. Kenny Payne's going to be the coach in 2022, 2023, and beyond. Well, 2023, 2024, and beyond. I mean, Cal might not even be there after next year. That's what, yeah. that's, that's, that's what, what I just said. Yeah. That's the message. There's dysfunction there. They don't like each other. No. And also, all these like you know in-state commits that have been going to UK and spurning Louisville, all these aspiration gym kids, hmm, we're getting the best players in Cali, Texas, Georgia, Florida, wherever. We can toss a few of you a life raft. Because guess what? Stoops hates it there. You get guys openly rooting against each other. There's beef in-house. I think I made the joke on Friday, but how great would it be if D.J. Wagner committed a little one and claims the fact practice facilities is the why he did it? It'd be incredible. I mean, just... Denny Crum Hall was the reason. (laughs) Dude, I drove past that the other day. I didn't know that's where it was. It does look incredible. It's right there on campus. I mean, if he did that, I would just... I'd explode from head to toe. I would be so happy. What would you give? So the, the football game's in Lexington this year. 
If you give me Calipari in some sort of U of L garb or wearing a neutral color to that game. <laughs> Imagine he just wears white. Well, I don't know. Well, new, yeah, he wears yellow. <laughs> I would be floating. I mean, just anything that's like non over the top. You, first, he won't be at the game because it'll be in season. Uh, yeah, I'm sure UK will have a tournament. Louisville's yeah, in Maui that week. Exactly. Um, but I don't know. Maybe tweets himself a picture like throwing an L's up. I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I, I say this not jokingly at all. I honestly think that Calipari... Takes a picture of him in Satterfield hanging out. Yeah, like, takes a picture of a Cardinal flying by. I legitimately think Calipari will be pulling for Louisville to beat UK in football. You think the beef is no. that aggressive? I do. I swear. He won't publicly do that. No, no, not, sure. not publicly. But I mean, he with, already did this. Just if Louisville beat UK, I think he would have the... Well, isn't that bad? He'd be grinning <laughs> a little bit. I think there's a little bit of like, hmm, yeah, well, gotcha. do what you get. Maybe not openly rooting for Louisville, but not upset. I mean, if that's Louisville the case. Is he not rooting for against Kentucky just the entire season? Then I don't. Yeah, kind of. I think so. Maybe he's indifferent. I mean, he I just doesn't care if they. I do think well he's just kind of like, yeah. If you guys lose, jokes on you. If you win, whatever. Maybe it helps us. I mean, the football coach hates the basketball coach. Basketball, everyone hates the. AD. I I think just they should just clean house. Jeez, can you imagine? Just send us all the. I, I love how how Barnhart just acts like coach. Basketball coaches wrote, they come and go. Guess what? So do ADs. What is Mitch doing? I mean, you, you want you want proof that you can replace an AD? Look at Louisville. We had six of them in three years. Also, basketball coaches go, like, which isn't exactly what he said, but it's more or less what he said. Yeah. He basically said, shut up or you lose your job. It ain't a sure thing that you're going to hire somebody who can do as good a job as John Calipari. Case in point, the last time you had to make a hire before Calipari. You refused to hire Cal and you see hired Gillespie. You hired an absolute disaster yeah. who... Even at a program with as many inherent advantages as UK, still tanked it in short order. Like that can absolutely happen again. You and I have talked about it a million times. Not everybody, regardless of how they've done it in a different program, is cut out mentally to be the head coach at UK or U of L. No, you've got to find the right match of personality, X's and O's knowledge, and ability to recruit, and I think also just smart guys who can navigate the current landscape of the college sports world. And that's, it's tough. Like these are we are living in uncharted war. We are swimming in uncharted waters when it comes to waters. waters. Sorry, I was gonna say I something, know, but I let it go. It's fine. You can call me out. We are swimming in uncharted waters when it comes to college sports. Like, how do you, there's no guarantee that a guy just because he kills it at I don't know wherever that you would look for maybe Brad Underwood at Illinois has done a good job where he's gone. It, it, who or knows? Or even it? Eddie Sutton at Arkansas who came here, came to Kentucky, and well, I was thinking more like right now, but you know, so bad he had to keep other comfort bottles in his, his his desk drawer. But there's no guarantee <laughs> that somebody who's been a good head coach is going to be a good head coach in 2024 and beyond because the game has changed so much. Um, so if you have a guy who's getting it done, and I think even though we make fun of Kentucky for being on the downslope the last few years, Cal Perry still, they're going to be preseason top five. They've got the reigning national player of the year. He's in the process of assembling maybe his best recruiting class in at least seven or eight years maybe you'd be happy with what you've got for the time being because there's no guarantee you're going to find somebody who can do a better job. I mean, I wouldn't say they've been a downside other than they just haven't been able to Well, finish. no Final Fours in 2015. Yeah, they haven't been able to finish, finish the season, but short of the, the 2021 nine-win season, I mean, they've been pretty still going into March other than 2020 as, as a, 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 a contender to win the national title. Right, I'm just saying not I as mean, good as his first six years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he just hasn't, well, he hasn't finished the deal, the so to speak, I guess, yeah. That's but he's still the regular seasons other than that nine win season have been. Maybe even the twenty twenty season they were gonna be a two seed probably. Yeah, they've been good. They have they have not been yeah. a one seed since that twenty fifteen year. Though. No, no, that they have not. But they've still been a, a top seed in For general. Sure. So it's not like the they just have you're right, they just haven't as I said, they haven't sealed the deal in the end and that's and that's when it comes to Kentucky, that's all that matters. I mean, for the most part, at least 
you know, more frequently than 10 years apart. I mean, but Barnhart, I mean, do you feel Barnhart and Cal just never have, have ever gotten along? I mean, I would think after this point they would have been gotten buddy buddy at some point. I don't think clearly they haven't. I guess not. Or they obviously he still doesn't like him. I don't know. It's you never know with Mitch Barnhart if it's like a a genuine thing I felt or like if he he's took, just saying the wrong thing because he's dumb. Because it does feel like he took Stoop's side a little bit on his press conference. I think he's a man of both. I mean, I feel like it was pretty neutral. I don't know. I feel like he because he he mentioned the craft center by now. He didn't say anything about. You know, he talked about it being, you know, only 15 years old and it's still new. We're up, we're improving it. It doesn't need to, we don't need anything new. And I mean, it's clear that's what pissed him off more than anything was the Calipari coming out and openly trying to put pressure on him to provide a new practice facility with through the media. Yeah. I think that's what he was upset about at the beginning. I think he was disappointed in the way that Supes reacted. I think he's been disappointed in the entire thing. But yeah, he may have been more just because he feels like Calipari is more to blame. Like if John Calipari doesn't open his mouth this week, Everything's hunky-dory. You've got a, a team in the Bahamas that looks awfully good. Everybody's having fun. We're enjoying college basketball in August. You've got a football team that's going to be ranked in the preseason poll for the first time since, you know, 1978. Yeah, he would have been sitting pretty if all this had Like, happened. there's no reason to blow this up. And I think that's yeah. where Mitch Barnard's coming from. And I think that's why you have him going out there and saying very dumb things. Three years from the day, good. are all three still there? No. In three years? No. Then how many are left? <sighs> I'm way Over between under. two and one. I think Cal's still there. I, Stoops kind of feels like he's he's spurned so many jobs. It may come down to like it's me or Mitch. I think Mitch is gone in three years. I think I don't, I don't think he lasts more or than one or two more. Or within three years, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll say two of the three. I think Stoops and, and Cal are still there. I think there. Stoops and Cal. I think Mitch is gone. I think Mitch is gone. But I I would it would not I mean, shock it, me if he said Stoops is gone. I don't. It won't be a firing. It'll be a retirement. Retirement. Yeah, like exactly. Crumb like retirement. But I think it's what he'll end up getting, and it's gonna be sooner or later. I mean, it's. It, if Cal comes out and basically says, BBN, get Mitch out of here, he ain't going to last. No. I mean, he, he's picking the fight with the wrong person. All right, guys, take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll try to get to as many of your texts as we can before the end of the show. Reminding you guys again, if you have AC problems this summer, it's still hot out there, hit up our friends over at AirServe. Call them directly at 502-264-9662. doesn't matter what hour of the day. They've got technicians available. They're like EMTs for your AC. 502-264-9662. Winter's coming around, too. May have a heating problem. 264-9662. Or go to airserve.com backslash Louisville. A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirServe's going to make sure you're comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your own home. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get to the text line coming up. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Monday here on 
Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown leather haze, and I just want you back by my side. I know Margaritaville gets the, the, the trendy, but best Jimmy Buffett song, Come Monday? I do not like Jimmy Buffett. I like that song. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I guess your answer would be yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't like Margaritaville? You can't even listen to Margaritaville? I do not like Margaritaville. Is it just because it's just? It's just because it's so overplayed and it's just yeah. I mean, it's just not, I'm just not a Buffett guy. What about Cheeseburger in Paradise? No, absolutely not. But no. uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Paradise. Not not me. Not All me. right. Oh, I had I had a Jimmy Buffett CD or cassette when I was a kid. I loved it. It was I, it wasn't the greatest hits, I don't think, but maybe it was. It was like a best of volume. I love that album. We got to get the text line here in a second, but I, I we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the passing of uh, Princeton legendary basketball coach Petey Carrill. What we do this. Think about it, Jenna. Jenna's, Jenna's bouncing early today. I'm bouncing. She's got to get out of here. So Trevor's going to go back in the um, in the production room and go back to producing. Thank you, Jenna, for all your work and not cussing on the air today. It was wonderful. Try my uh, best. She did. She did a great job. Uh, Petey Carrill passes away today at 92 years old. And, I mean, it's remarkable to think about what he accomplished going his entire career at a program that didn't give scholarships. Not one scholarship player at Princeton he has his name, his program synonymous with an entire style of offense. People talk about anytime anybody makes a back cut for a layup, people talk about the Princeton offense. He pulls off one of the greatest upsets in NCAA tournament history, maybe the greatest almost upset in NCAA tournament history. And I think the team that gets forgotten about is, I believe it was, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was the 97-98 season where he has Princeton team lose one game the entire year. And I remember they go to the NCAA tournament and there was all this big debate. Remember, this is 98. There's no bracketology. There's no constant updates. There's no people keeping tabs on RPI and advanced metrics. And there was all this, you know, it's a one-loss Princeton team. Are they going to be a two-seed, a three-seed, a four-seed? Where are they going to be? And I believe they ended up being like a six-seed. And people were shocked. You know, Princeton got screwed. And they only, they played to their seed. I think they won one game in the NCAA tournament. But still, to be an Ivy League school... And go an entire regular season with just one loss is remarkable. Uh, his contributions to the game felt forever. Great, one of college basketball's great characters as well. Um, sad to see him go, but 92 is a, a good run. I think they were a five seed. They beat UNLV in the first round and then lost a narrow game to Michigan State in the five fours. What year was that? 1998. I don't remember that. Yeah, they lost one game the entire year. They were very good. Um, and then beat Princeton by 12 in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, they were number eight in the country at the, in the final AP poll before the NCAA tournament. I don't remember that. Yeah. That was that the year after the the UCLA. No, no, no the UCLA upset was in 90, 95. I want to say. What year did UCLA win the national title? Ninety. They won it in ninety five. So this would have been ninety six. Six. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the year after they won the national title. I remember that. Yes. And what kind of notes did yeah, you write down over here? Um. Yeah, this is sad. I mean, one. I mean, first of all, it's surprising because if you'd asked me, I thought he may have passed away before this. Oh, really? I just didn't notice it. Because, I mean, he is, you said 92. 92, yeah. I mean, he's 92, but he looked like he was 192. <laughs> I mean, he was 92 coach, his Coaching years, yeah. yeah, took a big... Listen, you're coaching that long in basketball, no matter if you're Ivy League or what, it, it'll age you like a dog. I mean, it, it, you'll, you'll go seven for every one. I had a Petey Carrell picture <laughs> cut out of Sports Illustrator that was on my wall growing up because I thought Princeton was cool back then. Yeah. And at that time, he looked like he was 92. And this was in like 1996, 97, 98, like around that time. I mean, in my mind, when I think of, I mean, obviously, the, the three things that come to mind. One, the, the huge upset over UCLA with the backdoor cut. Um, what was the name of the player? It was 
had to, oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I know I'm going to look it up here in a second. But uh, that, and then obviously, I think you mentioned it, the near upset in 89, when they were, almost became the first 16 right. seed. Again, and unfortunately, Alonzo Mourning blocking the game-winning shot. They end up uh, losing 50 to 49, I believe, to Georgetown. I think that's right. As the one seed. And then, uh, yeah, I forgot about the 98 thing. But those two things. And then the other thing is just the the big man camps. That, like, he would run and stuff. And then the Princeton offense in general. And just, I mean, it's just, yeah. It's, it's I mean, upper echelon of coaching legends right there. For sure. It's Pete Crow. I mean, he's right. I mean, but, but he's right there. Very sad, but uh, but props to him. Great life. If I make the ninety two, I'm happy. I cannot believe I cannot remember the ni- that, that ninety eight team. That one just, I mean, maybe I guess it was ninety eight. You know, that was ninety eight. I talked about it. That was uh, that was when Trevor was starting to get that borderline. Yeah. You know, more and more right. about buzzes and babes and we'll get the basketball. Next on here we got a, we got a lot to get to. We got about nine <laughs> minutes, so we got we got to move on here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll try to get to as many of these as we can before we got to check out for the day. Texas says, uh, Fabio, I can't believe it's not Butter. The NIL could be huge if he's any good. I can't believe it's not Butter, Mellow Yellow, and Arby's logos all over our new Ugly Greg Unis. Would be fantastic. I still haven't figured out if it's Fabio or Fabio. I could not tell you. I will tell you this, though. This, I, I'm, not, I'm not needing to hire on something you want to move up. One, the guy's name was Goodrich that scored that game-winning layup. I knew it was like something to do with cars. Second, uh, that Princeton team, that was Crow's last year. There you go. Last year. He retired. So the, the 98 team you're referring to was actually by, by Bill Carmody. There you go. I did not realize that either. Texas says, uh, quote, Rome continues to burn, and for once we aren't the Romans. What a great way to describe my current level of excitement. I mean, this this is like the when you talk about, you know, it's it's always funny to see someone get kicked, a, a guy get kicked in the, in the crotch unless you're the one at your crotch getting kicked. Yeah. That's what this is. Pretty much. Yeah. Texas says they used to pump cologne back into the into the AC back at Hollister. Oh, I believe that. Oh, I believe that too. And it was probably some, like, really nasty cologne too. Texas not good cool water like I wear. Texas Mike is coming in wearing FUBU jeans tomorrow. I never wore FUBU jeans. <laughs> I wore Bufu. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> the, o- the only funny part, of it, I, I listen, I know it's probably blasphemy. I thought how high was dumb. Oh, I liked how high. I did not. I thought it was a, like a just a half-baked ripoff. And, but the Bufu scene is still my favorite scene. Because I knew those are the kids who wore FUBU. And they, they just drove, they annoyed me. Texas Mike's part of that Louisville white boy demographic that thinks they're too cool for country music. No. No, you like country music, don't you? I like old, I like the early 90s country music. That's what I listen to mostly. But yeah. like, this new co- bro country, yeah, I'm too cool. No, I don't listen to it either. Yeah, I'm and Jimmy cool. Buffett, yeah, I'm too cool for it. But Jimmy, come, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett's just not my... I don't consider Jimmy Buffett country. I think that's what he's saying. But it's just not my style. Like, And look, Kenny Klein, my favorite person alive, loves Jimmy Buffett. It's just... Different strokes for different folks. I'm just not a country music. I'm not a Jimmy Buffett guy. I've been, a, I've been, I've been ate at Cheeseburger in Paradise in, in Bloomington. It's pretty good. There you go. I like Jimmy. I mean, you don't have to. It's, a, it's an acquired taste. Texas, Trevor knows everything about the 80s, but can't remember Tim Curry. Pennywise is coming for him. We all float <laughs> down here, Trevor. Yeah, that was, yeah, he played He played in the uh, TV version of it. Yeah. I think, uh, also says Mike Bellotti's the Oregon coach that you were trying to Mike Bellotti. I knew it began with a B. Yeah. Yeah. Texas, He's now the AD, too, I think. Or he was. He maybe changed something. Texas, you know you messed up when Harson is uh, dunking on you. Yeah, that was, I mean, this that's a wounded animal who just sees a more wounded animal and is like, I got to pounce right now. This is my only opportunity. Like, Harson has the lowest approval rating popular in Auburn, but he does something that he knows is going to get their fans a little bit excited, which is dunk on Kentucky. And so he's like, Bruce, get over here. Bruce Pearl, who's way more popular right now with the Tiger fan base than he is. Oh, yeah. He's like, let's do this together. Like, yeah, it was just, it's low-hanging fruit, but. You gotta take your wins where you can get them when you're the Auburn football coach and everybody tried to run you out on the rails after your first season, pretty much. Texas, this is actually all Bam and Ty Ty's fault. 
So it's not Bam Bam's fault. What a bad. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. Texas says, you shut your filthy mouth. I don't want Calipari anywhere near our cards. Oh, it'd be hilarious, though, if he gave, like, a a subtle, like, congrats to you. Like, they, show him, the, 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 they just show him in the, in the crowd, and he just gives a quick, like, uh, L up. Or just, like, a <laughs> Satterfield, like, text after, like, after the game, Satterfield's tweeting, like, got a great text from John Calipari about the, the, the victory tonight. I appreciate that, coach. Real <laughs> recognize real. A little beats him. It's like, congratulations, a big win by a football school. <laughs> I just love how it's become this big joke now. Like every school across the country is like, well, football school or basketball school, baseball school. You know, it's just it's 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 lovely. It's great. I remember when we were a baseball school recently, not too long ago. Yeah. I mean, and during like during, right now. <laughs> oh yeah, our women's basketball program, pretty much volleyball. Where you were the new UConn. <laughs> we've been like we've overachieved recently at everything besides the two major sports. We need to got to fix that. Texas, I can't wait for either Stoops or Cow to tweet out the "That's a shame" Seinfeld gif when the others loses every time. Got to stay consistent. <laughs> I did love what Rick Pitino used that gif when um, when Matt Bevin lost the governor's race. Did he really? That's a shame. That's a shame. Um, uh, Mr. Bevin. Texas hasn't Cal talked like suspiciously suspiciously fondly about the U of L fan base or something about U of L? Well, he did. I mean, I mean, maybe by Kenny Payne. He likes Kenny. He talked about our facilities. That was the only thing. It oh, was, well, yeah. It wasn't like the... Remember the the Charlie Strong quote that got everybody fired up about how, like, you know, we need to be more like the Big Blue Nation. Like, they're following it. Which, at the time, BBM was not showing out for the football program. It, so, it was it was an unnecessary comparison to him, our tribals. I remember him using them as an example. I thought I oh, no he, no, he did. It was a huge deal. I remember him talking about the card march and people getting mad because he pretty much pretended, acted as if, you know, we don't take him. Right. To, not been interested in it, which, I mean, probably not going to have any time soon. But Yeah, well, now they're cutting it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he straight up said we need to be more like BBN. And it didn't play well. No, did not play. No, guessed. I know it didn't. Um, yeah, Texas Strong, we, we want to have you have the same fan, passion as Big Blue Nation. Kentucky can travel with the Big Blue Nation. They go take over. We should have that same passion here. Yeah. And we were 9-0 and at that time because he was like 3-6. and six. Stop. No. Not a, it's never it, even if it's true, it's never going to play. Don't compare your program to another program in in house, and don't compare your program to your drive. Just don't even compare them to another program in general. Yeah, there's nothing good can come from that. Tex says, can Trevor remember who our assistant coaches were last year? In basketball? Yeah. Uh, he's gonna say the same thing he always says. He's no. Get one right, he's gonna mess up the other name. He's gonna forget the. Spagese. Yeah. What's his first name? Mike. Got it. Um, there was, uh, McManus. You know, you, you just say McMahon's. It's McMahon's. I was trying to get close because I thought I had it that time. Uh, the first name was Steve. <laughs> no, no. Josh? No. Jim? No. Bob? Ross. Cody? No, Ross. Ross McMahon's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, way off on that one. And the last one is, uh, I know it's not, I know it's not fentanyl technically. Yeah. Um, Fassel? Cahill Fennel. 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 Now, do you know where he is now? Methadone Clinic? BYU. <laughs> the exact same thing. By the way, Josh Jameson played in that kickball tournament, the new UL assistant. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was the the older white guy on the team. <laughs> no one recognized him when he got hired or at the game. <laughs> Texas says Calipari with a Papa John heel turn would be lovely. It would be. I mean, the thing is that he's not... I mean, 
I mean, Big Blue, Big Blue Nation is going to take cows back on on any of this, though. I mean, for, I think when push comes to shove, probably. But there have been a lot of people that have, I've seen who have been angry at Cal for this. Yeah, but um, yeah. But they don't want him gone. No. Because no, you saw, no. I don't know if you saw today, Paul Feinbaum came out and said, like, basically, Calipari is not the coach for Kentucky anymore. Like, he's he's not the right guy to lead the program. He's not doesn't have the best interest involved. And UK fans. Feinbaum like, that desperate for ratings? I guess it's it's August fifteenth. He can only say like, this is the best Alabama team of all time. <laughs> so only, time. <laughs> so he only spend an hour and a half taking callers from Alabama and Auburn. <laughs> but like that me- that was the message that UK fans like were looking. They, they needed somebody else to turn their focus on. And today they just focused it on Feinbaum. They're like, no. So like they may be upset with Calipari, but they still want him coaching the program. No, they're gonna support. For the most part. Yeah, I think. I mean, you're gonna get your yeah. Obviously, when you lose to St. Pete, you're gonna get that little brief. You know, our world is crumbling. What Cal needs to be moved on, and that lasts for about two weeks. And then he brings in a recruit, and it's like, we love you, Cal. Exactly. Yeah. You're the man, Cal. Oscar's back. <laughs> Texas, that damn shade and sharp. That damn shade and sharp. And really, at the end of the day, it goes all the way to shade. It's all about shade. It's all about shade. Texas U of L is a Title Nine school. <laughs> that's kind of funny actually <laughs> texture says what does trevor care whether you can smoke in a restaurant or not his meals come from a drive-thru or DoorDash. well maybe i would go out more if they weren't such nazis on the outdoor patio he can pollute his car or his house and not ruin everyone else's meal or their health selfish sob just kidding trevor we still love you you know you know what really irritates me is when i pull up to a starbucks and the window says no smoking within 30 feet First thing I'm doing is lighting a cigarette. I'm blowing it right towards them. You showed them, them, Trev. I'm like, screw you. Tell me I can't smoke in my car because I'm less than 30 feet from your window. Take your overpriced coffee and turn it sideways and put it you know, right where. I was going to say, that's the most surprising thing is that you would ever go to a Starbucks. I like the strawberry Aussie lemonades. Okay. They're good. (laughs) That's that's about it. Texas says, uh, you know, I always think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Acai? Yeah. Like, I always feel like I like... It's just like every time I would always like I I, I avoided for lo- the longest time ordering croissants because I always would screw the word up when I was a kid so I just get donuts every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like I didn't want to look like a total fool. I've, so, I've been at restaurants <laughs> multiple times where I'm like I kind of this sounds great I don't want to order because I don't want to like ask yeah. him how to pronounce it. So so I would just get donuts when I was a kid and not croissants. I can say it now but I'm good. But like so when I even though I ordered this every time I ordered at Starbucks. I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. Like I'm like, I say, I see. Yeah. They, they, they know. They, I know they know, but then they repeat it back to me, and they, when they say something different, I'm like, are yeah. they doing that just to rub it in my face? Yeah, I, I feel like that. Yeah. Because nowadays I just don't care. Like when I was <laughs> when I was younger, I would like purposely not order something if I couldn't pronounce it. But oh, then, now I don't. But now I'm always like, yeah. do you say, do you say it this way? Like whatever. I'm like, I don't care. Like clearly, I'm, as long as you don't put bacon on my fish sandwich, I'm good. Which keeps happening. It's somehow. happened again. I, 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 it's, I don't know how to explain I, it. There's things she's just screwing with me. Like, like she's just messing with me on purpose now. All right, uh, we're out of the show today. We got Carlos Otto with Jody Demling coming up next. That's all good. Apologies if we didn't get to your text today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a. We'll be on for what three to five tomorrow, I think, because yes. we got bats at six thirty-five. So we've got a kind of shorter celebration episode. That's good. Yeah, it'll we're just gonna up. talk about our best moments of the year. God, that's right. Yeah, one-year anniversary show. One year. Remember your favorite moments from the Mike Rutherford Show and share them tomorrow. <laughs> we'll go over all of them for two strong hours. It's going to be a great time. Celebrating one year tomorrow. Join us at 3 o'clock. Everybody have a fantastic Monday. Until then.
summer rent a car